Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, a division of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. I don't care. Offer me 10 firsts. If you're not giving me Leon Dreisaitl, you don't get Saros. Marcus Keller. Is Brock Besser <laughs> going to score four goals every game? Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> and Alex Smith. Third star of the week goes to Pistachios for how stupidly expensive they are. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! <laughs> How's it going boys season four episode three of the vancouver boys podcast and week two of your vancouver connects road to the nhl playoffs <laughs> <laughs> i've got marcus oh, keller with me today how's it going everybody i've also got jake jude with me today what's going on what's going on and we've got some hockey to talk about yes we do I don't know if you could tell, but I wrote that down so it wouldn't be as chaotic as last. Oh, time. did okay. That was very. <laughs> you was very you well wrote done. that down. That it sounded pretty hilarious. good. I thought it. It did. Did you introduce yourself? Uh, you just... No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a surprise. You trivia, wrote it down. Trivia. You planned it out, and you forgot to introduce yourself. Yeah, it's trivia this week. Who am I? Wouldn't know. You've never told. <laughs> us. Never. Uh, I'm Alex Smith. There you go. And, uh, yeah, we're the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Yep. Not the quarterback. No. I have my legs. I don't I don't get that reference because I don't watch football. But, <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, Canucks had a big week this week. They, they impressed a lot of people. Uh, the same cannot be said for some other teams. And we'll get into that in a minute. But first, we're going to put you in a timeout go sit in the corner to be specific go sit in what's cooking is what cooking before or after i think it's before i oh, just are we keep, doing I, it before? I, I keep forgetting why. that it exists no i knew it was, exists i thought it was after always no it's before jake what's cooking buddy what are you making for dinner tonight <laughs> jake's Italian you sound kitchen. so unenthusiastic <laughs> about that oh Not damn it <laughs> what did you make <laughs> Did you make a, um, what, what did Alex call it? A smurgisberg of, his <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like beef and yogurt meal that he oh. made <laughs> with chorizo. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that, that got me very ill. So I've been sick all week. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. What are you making tonight? Uh, well, because I've been sick all week, I just have not had the energy to cook. So tonight, all I did was throw a delicio pizza in the oven and heat up some chicken noodle soup and had. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's dinner. not delis or it's not delivery. It's Jake's Italian kitchen house. <laughs> what is also, yeah. dude, you had a pizza and soup at the same meal. Yeah, that's like thick meal. No, no, that's not no, sick meal. No, it is you not. You can't just put two random things together and call it a sick meal. Yeah. When I was growing up, if I was sick, that was always the dinner that my mom made. Pizza and chicken noodle soup. Well, like a delicio oven baked. You know what I mean? Like delicio's the ass. shitty three dollar pizzas. Yeah, it del is, delicio like, is brutal. It's not good. You know what I like is the, the, the Dr. Like Edgar ones. Nah. No, I like I like just like random grocery store ones. 
Yeah, dude, where do you think you get those from? No, no, no. Like not like a yeah. name brand, like like President's Choice or something like that. Oh, you're getting or like, like no a Western name. family yeah, frozen pizza. Like that, yeah. <laughs> those are always yeah, good. getting a great value pizza. Yeah, those are always good. <laughs> yeah. Compliments. I don't know though. Soup and pizza do not go together for do me. Do you dip Sorry. it? Yeah, they do. Okay, well, when you're sick, what's your sick meal? Just soup. I don't eat when I'm sick. That's how I get better. Jesus, how did you survive in the hospital yeah. for nearly two months? I wasn't <laughs> sick. I just might actually that that was when I ate the worst food of my life. Oh my god, a mixture of hospital food and just takeout was all I had for like a month. That was awful. Um, anyway, uh, enough about that and enough about your stupid pizza soup combo, which, and there's a reason you've never heard of that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's not unheard of. I feel like it people, is. Do you dip the pizza in the soup? I know you have, no so just comment. say, yeah, yeah, I know you have. <laughs> oh, that's, di- wait, if you, if you eat the normal pizza and then you dip the crust, do you eat the crust, Jake, or do you still cut it off like a little fucking baby? Because I know that's what you normally do with your pizza. Sorry, you cut out there. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't hear you. Okay, well, I asked you if you dip the crust yeah. in your soup. No, you're cutting out. I can't, okay. uh, you're not coming through. Anymore. I think he eats the crust. I think we it's found Alex's a way to make Jake gambling eat the crust. Corner. It's- Alex's gambling corner. Oh, yeah. Light the lamp with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. All right, we're starting something new, starting this episode. So Brand mark new. It, mark it in. It is the first ever AASBB. Ass BB? No. Ass baby? <laughs> <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we all know what kind of man Alex is. <laughs> it is Alex's annual sports betting battle. Annual, so this is going to happen once a year, whatever you're about to do. No, well, that's weekly? what that's what. Oh, oh, that's close enough. You said annual, not weekly. I hope you never become a teacher because you would just nitpick, and I will kill you, Alex. You said annually, and you meant weekly. That's yeah, not well, nitpicking. That's, that's a massive discrepancy. So what? So Alex's weekly sports betting battle doesn't sound as good. No, but it's accurate. No, no, no. It, it doesn't matter. What you're it doesn't matter. Saying so, you want me, so AWSBB. Sure. Okay. Um, so we're going to be taking the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL since they're all on. Okay. And we're going to take one game from each week and keep track Ooh. throughout until I guess the NFL season ends because that'll be the first season to end. And we're going to see which sport I was the best at gambling at. Okay. All right, I like it. And so you're going to keep track of them. Yes, and I will keep track. Good. As long as I don't have to do any work, no. I like it. No, <laughs> yeah. I will I will be covering my track. Love this. this segment. <laughs> um, 
So the first game is going to be the NHL game. And it's going to be the Battle of Alberta Sunday night. Oh, that's good. Man, I was going to say, oh, good. We're starting with an easy one. Nope. These Can teams, I make a suggestion? You can. Can we also do the rematch on uh, Halloween as another one you do? Like as a little extra? What do you mean? The, the first wait, week of this? What, what do you mean rematch? The, like the Battle of Alberta, they play again on Halloween? No, the Canucks and Preds rematch on Halloween. Oh, yeah, sure. We can do that. It's easy. Um, but let's stick with the Battle of Alberta first. Um, I'm taking Calgary in that game. Okay. Whoa. I think they're going to bash some heads. I mean, they could. Those games are always fun. And I think like people are upset because both those teams are kind of underperforming right now. But that's almost what excites me is because they're both underperforming, they're at the same level, and they also hate each other, which means it's going to be really physical. Well, and that's and also, fun. Yeah. there's no Connor McDavid. Yeah, that's true. So you're telling me all they have to do is cover Leon? Yeah, Leon, Hyman, Kane's not playing that well. Uh, Nuge is playing all right. But yeah. It's pretty much just Leon. They, I, I trust Kadri covering Leon the whole game. I, you know what? I got to be honest. I'm going to take Calgary too, but it's not because of that. It's because of goaltending. Markstrom yeah, is Markstrom's iffy, on but like, well, level. well, Markstrom is iffy, but I trust him more than what Edmonton's got going on. Jake, who are you taking in that? Who's the home team? That's a great question that I don't have the answer to. See, because I think like what you were saying is all true about that, but I think the one more piece to it is just that because both teams have had weak starts, it, the game is so much more important to each of them. So not only is this like a four-point game, but it's also like getting the team trending in the right direction again. So it's just it means so much more than just the, the four points that are at uh, up for grabs. With that being said, I think I'm actually going to go with Edmonton here. Oh. Yeah. I just think that, like, with McDavid out, it actually is going to give them a bit more of a spark. Um, obviously, that Minnesota game, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Didn't Jack Campbell played one of the... Really? No. So what happened? Jack, Jack Campbell probably played the best hockey he has played since he got to Edmonton for the first two periods. And then in the third period, he was absolutely hung out to dry. I would really? say only, only the... Only the second-to-last goal he let in was, like, questionable. The rest of them were all, like, shots from, like, within the slot. Like, there was a one where I think it was, like, Jonas Brodine or someone was literally on the doorstep with Jack Campbell, like, deep in the crease because the puck came out from the corner and, like, no oiler around him for, like, a six-foot six circle. Like, how like, – what goalie on the planet is stopping that, you know? So it's funny because I am the first to jump on Jack Campbell, but that game was not his fault. And if he continues to play the way he did in that game, um, I think that, uh, you know, maybe they can, they can kind of rebound a bit. Um, but man, like they, they got to get their shit figured out. We could sit here and talk about Edmonton for hours though, just with the amount of, of shit that's going on there. Yeah. I feel like we'll get into them more in the second half too, when we cover the rest of the league. Cause that is definitely yeah. a story. Yeah, we're going to need to talk about the Oilers quite a bit. Yeah. All right. This might be the longest betting segment we've had in a very long time. It is. So we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, The basketball segment. 
we're going to be looking at the Sacramento Kings versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to take the Sacramento Kings by the spread, just mm. to even it out a little bit. I think they're going to be favorited. It's probably going to be a pick em, though. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take the Sacramento yeah. Kings. And then the NFL, we're going to be looking at the Jags versus the Steelers. Jags okay. are on a little bit of a heater, so we're going to keep it going with them. We're going to take the spread, which is two and a half points. So they got to win by field goal. Yeah, it's only that, which I was quite surprised about. So, yeah, so they basically just have to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> so we're taking Jags, Kings, and Calgary for the first ever AWSBB. Buddy, I love the segment, but you got to work on the name. <laughs> What's wrong with the AWSBB? That's sick. The... <laughs> okay. The more you say it, the more it sounds like a horrible airline. The OS, baby. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> Anyways, enough with betting. Let's get into some. Con- uh, let's get into some Canucks news. Right now, four and two. Yeah, two weeks into the season. How are we feeling? Feeling damn good. Yeah, Jake. How are you? You know feeling? what you could call it? You could call it the wow, the betting with Alex Weekly. <laughs> No, wait. We're, I'm just not calling. That might be up there with the the QP Mayo line. Oh man, that, that, was, that was whatever that was. You know what? I don't care what that was because we need to talk about the new uh, line name in Vancouver. Jake, have you heard of it? The the new big line for Vancouver. What they're calling it? I have not. Okay, the PB and J line. Okay, that is P for Phil D. Giuseppe. B for Brock Besser and J for JT Miller. Okay. There's, there's a lot of silence after that. Yeah. It's and that's just a, kinda... <laughs> it's a sick name. PB and J line. That's awesome. It's a sick line. I can say that for sure. It's probably. What? what? I don't think it's a sick line at all. You don't think they've been playing good? Dude, I think they've been, Brock, if not the best line for the Canucks. Brock Besser has continued to prove me right. Over no, and over no, and over no, again. They're not like that, but... Oh, my God, they, yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. No, they they're have fine. been the Canucks' first line. You probably could call them that, or first line B, if you really want to pick the nitty-gritty. <laughs> Did yeah, Marcus for, just first pick line up B. his phone to, like, search something? Yeah. No, why? <laughs> He's searching up Brock Besser's stats. I'm sure he is. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure funny. Brock Besser is second in the NHL for goals right now, tied for it. Uh, we have to go through the stupid NHL app to figure oh, it out. The NHL app update is just, I think, making more people download the score. It's just brutal. Or the what's what's the other app that yeah, Alex tried to name yeah. last week? It was app I never tried to name. Yeah, you tried to name it, and you you were calling it like the J app or something. Oh, um, oh, the Bleacher Report. Yeah, Bleacher Report app. The yeah, brap. the BR, the app. <laughs> the Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll get into the Subaru later. Um, anyway, Brock Besser currently with six goals and two assists. Empty netter. Shut the fuck up would be my response to that. <laughs> um, he's he's playing well, carrying that line completely. Shut um, the fuck up. Brock Besser this is, ridiculous, is having a season for the ages exactly it's when I said he was. Six fucking games in, Marcus. 
Yeah. You need to calm down. Okay. You know what, everyone? We're going to shut the podcast down until March <laughs> when apparently stats become meaningful. Because right now, I guess all of this means nothing because it's okay. only been six games. If you want you know what? No, if you shut the podcast off. Don't watch another hockey game until March. Okay. And then check back with us. You're telling me Shane Gostisbehere is going to be tied for seventh in the NHL with points at the end of the season. No, Alex. It's six games in. Uh, He's Don't. not having a season for the ages. He's having a start that's very good. Yeah. But calling it a season for the ages is ridiculous. Okay, it's a, yeah. a season for the ages it's, for Brock Besser. It's a great six games okay. for Brock Besser. We, yes. We need, to, we need to bring this back down to planet Earth. Brock Besser skewed his statistics with that first game. Like, if you look at the stats right now, obviously it's going to say Brock Besser is one of the best players in the NHL. We know that isn't true. We know that he's having. Oh, I, I don't think we agreed on that. Oh my god, this is insane, dude! Are you really going to sit there and try to tell me he's one of the best players in the NHL? I'm telling you that right now he is among the best goal scorers in the NHL. Okay, no, I'm, okay. I'm stopping You're this in its tracks. Wrong. I'm stopping this in the tracks. Just we're, wrong. We're not getting into Brock Besser right now. Okay, we're going to go through the games. Okay, Thursday night, okay. the night after we recorded even though this came out or the game was before the podcast came out, Tampa Bay lightning versus Vancouver Canucks four, three loss. Yeah, that was tough. They, they kept in with a really good team. Yeah. That's the thing is it was close, right? Like they lost. They definitely got outplayed. Was it the worst game ever? No, it was a game against a team that is very, very, very good. And I'm not surprised that they beat us. And it was Stamkos return from injury in that game, too. Now, a team that I think everybody thought was going to be really good going into the season, but is off to a very slow start, the Florida Panthers. Canucks yeah. played them the day after. Canucks beat them 5-3. to three. We did. Seems like they kind of just destroyed in the first and second, and then the third period, Demko kind of saved our asses. Demko, I think, right now is kind of... He, he is, I think I would call him the Canucks MVP right now. Not Brock Besser. It would be The close. man having a season for the ages. It would be close. Demko's having a season for the ages too. Look at Demers' save can I, percentage. Can I, can I weigh in here? Nope. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Demko's save percentage, Josh. Go ahead, pull it up. Pull up Thatcher Demko, Unreal Crazy Stats 2023. Okay, so Casey DeSmith has a better <laughs> save percentage than Thatcher Demko, so okay. that's a great Why? start. Why is there a story published by Canucks videos that says Thatcher Demko unreal? <laughs> you want to talk about season for the ages? Jonathan Quick with a point nine six four save percentage. Whoa! And James Reimer with point nine six three. Are we in twenty fourteen <laughs> right now? Christ. And Marcus yeah. Thatcher Demko's stats are not crazy. No, they're he's really like not. Nine twenty three and a two forty two. Like he's. Pretty he's good. fine. It's it good, but good. it's not. It's, it's, it's not like you stellar. need to take a chance. I'm. You know what though? Here, here's the thing. I, I really need to weigh in on this. Okay. I'm really, really happy to hear you talking like this about the Canucks because coming into this season, you were like, yeah, you were so, so down on them. Yeah, I and was. So yeah. It's like it's really, it's really nice to hear you being optimistic because it's so much more fun watching hockey and talking hockey with you when the Canucks are not ruining your life. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, that was nice. I was going to say it was. It's way more fun to watch him get his hopes up and then get them crashing, burning. Wow! By the last Thanks, twenty that, games, but that but that happens every year. Like I yeah. want something different, you know. 
so like it's it's really fun to like hear him talk about the team and how much he loves it and how fun it is. But at the same time, you got to keep in mind that like if you expect this to continue, like you're you're only setting yourself up to be disappointed. Yes, the Canucks are off to a good start statistically, but the one thing I really want you to focus on is that they're getting outplayed nearly every game. The only game where I think they actually dominated the play was actually the game against the Preds. Every other game this year, I think they've been they've really had the play taken to them, especially at five on five. Okay, you're, that's a, that's I, you're also probably forgetting a little bit about the first game of the season. Yes, right, but yeah, that but was, uh... actually, you know what? The first half of that game, I still stand by what I said. The first half of that game, the Canucks were still getting taken. No, taken no that's it to the, them. that was the second game. No, the first game, the eight one game, the first half of the Canucks game. If you go back and really? rewatch the game, if you, you don't believe me, yeah, the Oilers were all over the Canucks for the first half of that game. At the it halfway was just the Jack point Campbell. in that game, it was four one. Yes, but they also scored some pretty weak goals in the first. I think it was only two nothing after the first. Um, and like I said, the goals were weak, but the the play was dominated by the Oilers. Right, they were throwing the body, they were carrying the puck, they had more zone time, they had better scoring chances. Just the Canucks ended up score, capitalizing on them. And even when you think about it, the goals that the Canucks scored, even in that first game, were breakdowns on the rush, right? The first goal was um, the defenseman didn't pick up Garland as he streaked in behind him. Um, there was, I can't remember all the goals, obviously, there were so many of them in that game, but a lot of the play in that game was just, like I said, dominated by the Oilers. Um, I think Brock Besser had an unbelievable shot in that first period that went like right up under the bar. Yeah, he, like, he had a couple. He he only the only he goal couple, he scored but, that was weak was the one that bounced like off of his foot and went in. All the other yeah. ones he scored very skillfully, and I would not say were like Campbell should have had them by any means. Exactly, and I totally agree. But the point that I'm getting at is that the play, the pace of the play, was not dictated by the Canucks. That's my biggest criticism by them or for them so far this year, and. I think that I can kind of back that up a little bit by saying I've watched more Canucks hockey so far this year than I've watched in the past some odd years. I can't even tell you because I haven't, I, my work schedule is a little bit friendlier to me now that I can actually watch games. Right. The only game I missed was the lightning game. And so every other game that I've watched, except for the Preds game, the Canucks have ha- really had the pace of play taken to them. And I think that if they want to make an impact um, and, and make the playoffs, they need to start being more aggressive. They need to start dictating the pace of the play. They need to throw their body more. They need to get, this is probably the biggest thing. They need to get more engaged right off the bat. They need to, the first yeah. shift of the game, the first three shifts of the game, they need to get going because every single game, they get dominated for the first five minutes. Yeah, it, they do, they do need a good wake-up call to kind of get their heads into the game. Um, but that was a great segue to, I think, let's jump into the Nashville-Vancouver game. The end of the road trip, Canucks were 3-2 and two going into the game. And uh, we have a very passionate Canucks fan and a very passionate Preds fan. So I'm going to let the Preds fan talk first and uh, tell us about the game from his point of view. Uh, I thought the first two periods were a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> I thought, uh, like, these two teams are pretty evenly matched, which means, like, every time they play, it's always going to be a close game. I think when we were watching the game on Tuesday night, Marcus mentioned all three games they played against each other last year went to a shootout. Yeah, that's right. Which which is, like, just goes to show. Like, these two teams are very similar in, in compete and skill level, and, I mean, the game was 3-2. Um, 
I think that most of the game, the Predators got outplayed. Um, but I also think that if Philip Forsberg could hit the, <clears throat> if he could hit the net, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the game wouldn't have been so far out of reach. Um, but then in that third period, I mean, I damn near fell asleep. I don't know what was going on. It looked like both teams just kind of phoned it in. And, uh, yeah, and then because the game ended, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, there we go, game over. But, you know, short house going, all right, back to you guys in the studio. Like, it was just, it was a one-goal game, and it felt like we were just going into another intermission. It was so weird. But yeah, first two periods were, were fun. It's hard, to, it's hard to win a game when you only got 18 shots. And, I mean, the Canucks can't really talk either. They only had six in the first and five in the third. Yeah, that's lucky in the second, but yeah, just a not a very exciting game. Now, Marcus, you obviously cheered for the team that won. I was. How was the game for you? It felt pretty good. You know, seeing Ilya Mikheyev get his first that was big. Yeah, like just watching him shake the rust off, kind of gel with that line again. So that that's that was really nice to see. And you could see how excited his line mates were for him too. Like the way that Pedersen and Kuzmenko like skated up to him really fast and jumped on him. Like they were really happy that he got that. Yeah. Um, Connor Garland also just showing the Preds management and scouts like, hey, <laughs> here I am. I am worth Dante Fabro one for one. Do it. Pull the trigger. Uh, Connor Garland with a very nice goal there. Um, be honest, I didn't see all of the third because I had a beer league game to attend. But uh, yeah, that was that was a, a good game. I think Jake said it best from the highlights I saw. Yeah, the third period was a bit of a snooze fest, but Canucks got it done right. And as long as you get it done, I'm a happy guy. They got it done. The Preds suck. Did you guys see the penalty? Um, so in the third, there were two penalties right back to back. One was Friedman on O'Reilly. Did you right. see that one? No, I didn't. Did you? You didn't see it? Oh, it was so funny. O'Reilly was cutting through the crease and Friedman basically like tackled him into the net. <laughs> and then as O'Reilly's like, like the puck's nowhere near him. And as O'Reilly's like getting up to leave, the Canucks touch the puck and Friedman just starts losing it on the ref. It was the funniest thing in the world. It's like, huh. come on, man. Like the puck's like on the other side of the ice. What are you doing? I didn't but catch what that. Was even, but what was even funnier was the Myers penalty, man. Oh my God. I'm sitting here, right, and I'm just livid because obviously the Preds have just squandered away their power play. I think they might have had one shot on the power play, and the rest of them were, oh, Philip Forsberg absolutely wiring the puck off the glass and then back into his own zone. I think he did it three times in the same power play. Anyway, but like literally one second after Friedman steps out of the box, Myers just hammers, I think it was Kiefer Sherwood in front of the net. Like, puck's not there. Like the the I think the puck was getting rimmed around. Like it was nowhere near a scoring chance. And Myers just two hand steps into Keeper Sherwood and just hammers him down to the ice. And I'm sitting there in shock. I'm like, holy shit, the Preds are going back to the power play. Like what the hell? It's just that guy reinvents ways to be stupid. Yeah, he is. Uh, oh, we might need to make a segment specifically for Myers. Oh, because we ha- hang on. We have a button that we could yeah, use Yeah, I guess that. we could reuse it. I think that's good for him. Yeah, this works for Tyler Myers, I think. This used to be the Evander Kane and P.K. Subban noise. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think Jake, I think if, if you're all right with it, we're going to reappropriate that. 
Love it. Love it. All right. <laughs> okay. So I got a stat for you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the, the, what are we calling this? Well, the, Jake's so good at calling segments. What are we calling this, Jake? The worst player in the NHL update. Oh, I like it. Oh, that that feels. Uh, I mean, it, well, it could it could be whoever. It just happens to be Tyler Myers. Yeah, every week. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's jump into it then. Tyler Myers has been on the ice for seven out of the fifteen goals scored on the Canucks this season. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> that stat is unbelievable. Yeah, you said sorry, Alex. You said seven out of the fifteen. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the stat right now. But yeah, that I believe that's what it is. Forty-seven percent yeah. of goals against. <laughs> that. Oh my god, that that kind of reminds me of like the opposite of what the Oilers had last year, where they like, I I think it was like a year and a half that they went without winning a game where Drysaddle and McDavid both didn't register a point. Yeah. This is yeah, like the opposite true. of that. This is like, what is Myers right now? Is he like, is he a minus seven? <coughs> well, he scored. Plus minus oh, right. He year? did score a goal. That's right. But my God, he's been on the ice. The Canucks have been scored on 15 times and he was yeah. on the ice. I want to know <laughs> more than the seven that he was just on the ice for. How many were because of him? How many were not well, just not, like he was out there? Like how many directly happened because of something he did? So the one thing I want you to keep in mind when I read out the stat is his plus minus is not affected by special teams goals. Okay. And he's on the penalty kill, right? Okay. So he's an even. Really? He's dead. He's dead even. <clears throat> That's weird. So he's only been scored on once when it hasn't been a penalty kill? Well, no, that's assuming that he was only on the ice for the goal he scored. But he also has... Oh, goal. right, right, so, right, right, right. So we, we, we don't know how many goals he was on the ice for. But the fact of the matter is, is that even strength, he's a dead even. That's that's That seems fraudulent. Yeah, yeah it seems weird. Yeah. But Do you man. know what his average time on ice is? Oh, I heard it went way down. I thought he got like nine minutes or something a game or two ago. Yeah. But um, his average is probably like yeah, his average 15. Would still be high, but yeah, you're pretty close. His average is 16 minutes a night. Yeah, he he recently got demoted to the third pairing. Like they were really yeah. trying to make it work on the second pairing, it wasn't happening. Yeah. And he, yeah, I think it was a night or two ago that he only saw nine minutes. And like yeah. nine he, minutes for a defenseman is like that's almost more insulting than just benching him. Exactly. Yeah, because there's only three pairings. <laughs> and there's yeah. four lines of forward. It's uh, unreal. Unreal. On, on the complete opposite side of Myers, um, I'm going to hit this button. Okay. That, that was the clapping button, Jake. This is the best okay. player in the NHL. Oh, the Brock Besser Award. No, the Quinn Hughes Award. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Because he yeah. has played so far through four games. I know we're at six, but this was a stat through four games. He played 95 minutes has not been scored on while he was on the ice. Yeah, that got that ended like a few nights ago or yeah. something. But like But or, still. I yeah. mean as a stat for that, that's pretty fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, as the defenseman who eats by far the most minutes on our team, that is crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that Heronic and Hughes pairing. I know I, I forget if it was last week or the week before. I was kind of ripping on Heronic a little bit. Yeah, I think we all were just because he kind of seemed like he didn't really understand his role on there. Like he is yeah. not the guy anymore. He is the guy to help the guy. Yeah. He is the Chris Tanev. But I think he's figuring that yes, out. It kind of seems like he's starting to figure like that out. Like those two are clicking together like two puzzle pieces right now. And it would be great to keep that together. But personally, yeah. you got to split them up. I agree, but you need to bring in someone new. Yeah. Hopefully with that Connor Garland trade that should be happening soon, you can bring somebody in that can play in the top four and be able to split them up and throw Susie up there. And have Susie, Hughes, um, whoever they bring in, and uh, Heronic. Yeah. Some sort of combination, and you can let them kind of flourish as these offensive defensemen and not have one hanging back so the other can go and flourish. If... If Calgary blows it up this no, year. No, Marcus. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Hear me no. out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You don't even know what I'm going to say. Yes, you're going to talk to Chris Tanev. I'm okay. Lucky <laughs> guess. But uh, he, hear me out, though. No. Like, they're like, yeah, you know what? This guy's old. We don't want him anymore. We Like, we'll take him for like a third round pick. Overpayment. Overpayment? Chris yes. Tanev for a third? Yes. No, I'd take, that, I'd take that deal all day. He doesn't fit. The the age range that he, we're in. He fits the Quinn Hughes range that in that he's good. He fits Quinn the Hughes. Ian Cole range. Tenev's going to be turning 34 at the end of this year. Yeah, I'm not saying we sign him to a fat contract. Well, it's the Canucks. What else would they do? Two years, three mil. All day long, I signed that contract. Jake, please talk to Marcus. <sighs> I don't even know, man. Like, it's still so far out that I don't even want to try to figure it out. I think we need to see how this season goes because by the end of this season, we'll have a much better idea. I don't even want to wait that long because as soon as we hit, like, the trade deadline, he's going to be saying or making trades for bringing Brock Besser back because we need a goal scorer. <laughs> and Brock Besser is going to have 10 goals on the season. and be like, no, it's, it's the ice. It's the ice over here. He just knows how to play on it. No, there's a, uh, I, I think Quinn Hughes is criminally underrated around the NHL right now. We, we got to talk about this. Okay. Nobody's, no, nobody's surprised to hear you say that. Okay. But, well, here's the thing. We joke about that all, all you want. For, do you think I'm right? Do I think he's, I think he used to be, but I think since he's gotten the C, it's kind of like woken everybody up, and now I think he's getting the respect that he deserves. Did you see the tiering list that The Athletic put out last week? If you are going to try to tell me that you are taking into consideration a tier list for a company that needs clicks... Okay, I do see where you're coming from. <laughs> where do but they have them, though? They ha- It's kind of odd, because they didn't like rank it like 1 through or 10 what or whatever. It was like have them in? reliable. Oh. Underneath generational, which only had like Macar and Fox. Yeah, I wouldn't put them in generational. But then Fox under that generational, yeah, Fox I know be in generational. that's what I mean. Macar should be in there by himself. And that, that's a, no, shut yeah. the fuck up. Then they had Do you. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you still think Macar and Hughes are on the same level? I think they're very close. Do you, would you put them in a grouping together? I would say skill wise, they are two very similar players. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, sorry. Continue. Then they had like nine defensemen in the um, 
or generational than franchise in the franchise tier. They had like nine defensemen okay. in it. None of them were named Quinn Hughes. Buddy, there are not nine better defensemen in the NHL than Quinn Hughes. Never mind 11, which is how many they put above him. Yeah. There's not. Off the top of my head, I... There's not. I'd put him... He's definitely in the top 10, maybe around like seven. I would say top five, personally. I don't know. I know. Are you putting him... So, <coughs> Hughes, Makar, who are you taking? Like You're taking Makar. That's... Now, next question. Hughes, Heiskanen, who are you taking? Actually, this, this is for Jake. Hughes, Heiskanen, Jake, who are you taking? Probably Hughes. Hughes and Fox. Probably Hughes, but not by much. Hughes, Hedman. Hedman. Hughes, Yossi. Yossi? Are you kidding me? Who? I feel like I'm forgetting a couple big names. Shabbat. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Hughes over Shabbat, but who would you take? I like Shabbat. Yeah. Okay, what about Hughes McAvoy? McAvoy. Really? McAvoy, yeah. 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 Cider or Hughes? That's a good one. Cider for sure. Cider okay. for Cider. sure. Cider is, he had a very, very good rookie season. He was a bit quieter after that, though. Are we talking about Cider or Brock Besser? No. Shut up. He Brock Besser is an elite <laughs> NHL goal scorer. I didn't want to bring him up again. Okay, continue. Sorry. Okay, the list I'm looking at. Who's in the franchise? If you if you have the list, uh, I don't have the list. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at a different list, but still, this one has Quinn Hughes ranked at eighth with Eric Carlson in front of him. I personally thought McAvoy was not as good as Quinn I'd Hughes. I take McAvoy over him. Okay, so who do they have above him right now? On this list. Uh, on this list I'm looking yeah. at, it's Eric Carlson, Rasmus Dahlin, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi is at two somehow, yeah. and uh, Kale McCarr at one. I don't disagree with that. I no, do. I think that's bang on. Yeah, I think that's pretty good, actually. Hang on a second. I feel like I'm... Is Sebastian Aho a defenseman? No. The one in, for the Islanders is. Oh, I'm looking at this, and it has a picture of the Sebastian Aho from the Hurricanes. <laughs> like, whoever made this list just <laughs> fucked up. And I was, re- I was looking at this, I was like, okay, am I confident enough that he's not a defenseman that I'm going to publicly ask to verify? Because if he's been a defenseman this whole time and I didn't know about it, that's going to look really bad on me. But <laughs> And that's a, that's a list of, I think, NHL 24 overalls. I think is what you're looking at. I don't know what that oh was. I don't, my God. I can't even find where the bleacher report. Let's look at them. That's your, your brap. Let's check the brap real quick. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, trust the brap. Um, okay. Yeah, I think this, oh. this list has Darlene at 10, <laughs> Hedman at nine, Heiskanen at eight, Hughes at seven, Dougie Hamilton at six. Oh, okay. What the yeah, fuck? no, this list is crap. Eric Carlson at number five. Yeah, okay. Roman Yossi at four. Oh, that is an absolute crime. He should be higher than that. McAvoy at three up. and Adam Fox oh, at two. God. Oh, my God. No way. Stupid list. All right, we need to move on before I get mad. <laughs> Me too, actually. Quinn Hughes, most underrated 
he's not the most underrated. He's definitely a top NHL. ten, but yeah, he's around that eight range. No. Anyways, he, you anyways, at the end anyways. of this season, when he anyways. is a Norris nominee, you come back at me and say he's eight. Okay. All right, moving on. Anyways, um, Phil DiGiuseppe, the pizza man, the man who I think a lot of players or people thought that you know he was kind of on the verge of maybe being in the AHL, and all of a sudden he is on arguably the Canucks top line, yeah, and producing. Um, this just goes to show that, like, what we were saying about players like Pod Colson and Rathbone and even Hoglander, like, they're not bottom six players. Even though they might be good enough to make the team, if they're not playing where they're going to succeed, why have them on the team at all? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that goes to, like, Phil DiGiuseppe kind of falls into the same conversation. Like, he's not a third liner or a fourth liner. He plays better when he gets more minutes and he's playing with higher end talent. And who would have thought that? I mean, this guy's making one point five million. Yeah, for the next two years, and he's playing the second line. Like, remember when we were in the summer and we were trying to figure out who was going to play with who, and that second line role it was between like Connor Garland, a little bit of Put Colson, maybe Niels Hoglander, uh, Anthony Bellevillier. Yeah. Nobody mentioned Phil DiGiuseppe. No, because like he is a perennial thirteenth forward. Like that's what that's what he was when we acquired him from. I, I forget if he was a free agent or if we traded for him from. I believe it was the Rangers, but everyone was kind of like, "Oh, whatever, doesn't really matter." Now we're looking at this guy like, "Damn, we might have gotten a steal here." Like he looks really, really good on this line with these guys. Yeah, he he almost reminds me of like a higher end version of Tyler Mott, and that he's kind of like he's a guy that on his own you don't think of much. But he's on a line that he's clicking with right now, and he looks great. So I've seen a pe- some people have compared him to Alex Burrows. What do you think about that? I okay, like a very like Walmart Alex Burrows. Sure, I think they just see it as Besser and JT Miller are so much better than D Giuseppe. <laughs> so it's like the Sedins with yeah. Burrows. Yeah, but but. The other thing that I have to give him credit for is, you know, the other thing that Bur- Burroughs brought that kept him on that line was chemistry. Yeah, chemistry, grit. Like, this guy, he just yeah. he compliments both of his line mates so well. Yeah. And just kind of like if, like, chemistry matters more than just throwing three guys on a line. Like, you could throw three really great guys on, but if they don't have chemistry, they're not really going to do a whole lot. Yeah, exactly. It's better to have great chemistry, and this line is showing that. Yeah, no, they're. Um, I, I really like them together. Like we said before, they're the PB and J line, which I think is quite sick. But I guess no one else does. Um, I, I like him, and and I hope that this line can stick it out for a while. But he he wins the board battles, right? He kind of has that Connor Garland assignment right now of like going to the boards, go to the dirty areas, do that stuff for us, and then you feed the puck to the guys who can do something with it. That's your job. And he's doing that really well. You know, he, he could fight too. Not that he's anyone that... W- I don't think he would. F- I mean, no, he probably would, but he, I don't oh, he think would, he... would, for sure. Of the three of them, I think he would be the first to drop the gloves. He's not big. Like, he's not going to intimidate anyone. But, like, he could fight if we needed him to. He's got that bulldog in him. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I have I have some uh, Phil DiGiuseppe trivia, but I guess I'll hang on to it until the break. Do that. I like that. Do that, yeah. Okay, all right. Um... Canucks power play is third in the league right now. 
Yeah. They've been firing on all cylinders. Yeah, hang on. Big caveat there. They fire on all cylinders sometimes. Yes. And it drives me nuts because it still seems like they have two power plays. They have the one that we were so high on after the first Edmonton game. Yes. We we're like, look at these guys. They're moving around. They're switching positions. They're changing. There's doing all these crazy, fun, exciting, creative things. This is amazing. This is what we've been asking for for years. And then they have this other power play where they, I feel like they all get into like a group huddle in the TV timeout. They're like, okay guys, power play coming up. You know what we're going to do? Nothing. Everyone just pick a spot, stand in it. Don't move more than three feet away from that spot and pass the puck until it's intercepted. And it's like, okay, why? Why would you have a power play system that clearly works so well and then change it up by doing the thing that you've already proven doesn't work? I don't understand it, and I, I can't wrap my head around it. Because their power play is either amazing or awful. There seems to be no like middle ground. Does that confuse anyone else? No, it makes sense. What? What? What makes sense about that? No, like what you're saying makes sense. Like, oh, okay, of, of watching it. No, I mean, like, is anyone else confused? About, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alex is like, no, no. If if I was running the power play, I'd do the same. No, thing. No, like the words you are saying are correct words. Yeah, well, that that I didn't need reassurance. <laughs> the on. words you are saying are correct words. Love yes, it. I yeah, did it. You want some? You lose I some. strung a sentence together. <laughs> Um, I think that covers everything for Canucks news, Vancouver Canucks news. Okay. Let's talk about the Abbotsford Canucks for a little bit here. Okay. Have you guys been keeping track or anything like that? I've had my eye on them. Okay. Jake, have you? No, I don't really look into them that much. Perfect. Or that often, I should say. But you know, you know the players down there, right? You know some of the names. Oh, yeah. Who do you think is leading the Abbotsford Canucks right now in points? Vasily Podkolzin. No. No? We go with Linus Carlson. No, either. Arshdeep Baines? Arshdeep Baines. Hey, let's go. Is tied for first. Oh, with who? With Christian Wolanin. Oh, okay. Yeah, they both have nine points in six games right now. And Vasily Podkolzin is leading the team in goals, having five goals in six games. That's awesome. One was an overtime winner, too, his most recent one. Yeah. It was a nice-looking goal. This makes me feel so good about calling him an AHL player because he is. He's going to do so well in the AHL because he plays a top-line, top-six style of game. Yeah, I see where you're coming and from. And I don't think he would fit on your PB&J line. Oh, I disagree with that. I don't think it would because you have the goal scorer in Brock Besser. I think Vasily Podkolzin doesn't have the great. He doesn't have the the determination like a Phil DiGiuseppe. No, he he's a finisher, and you don't really need that on that line. No, but but it's not a finisher like Kuzmenko. Like I could see Kuzmenko working on that line. Really? Yeah, but I can't see Podkolzin working on there. Here's the thing: I can, but I think we're all thinking about this in the wrong way. Pod Colson would fit on that line, but he would be the substitution for Besser. Yeah, I'm talking about a, like taking Phil DiGiuseppe's spot. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's not the role that Pod Colson plays. Yeah, so that's Pod, why he doesn't work. Pod on that Colson line. on any line yeah. would play the position that Brock Besser plays on the PB and J line. Yeah, exactly. 
So I, it's a great move that he's down there, and it seems like it's working well for him. And But when there's a spot like a Brock Bessers that opens up, or whether it's by injury or trade yeah, or whatever, bring him up. that's your guy. Yeah, bring him up, see how he's going to work out this season, because last season was not it for him. No. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how this season continues for him. And uh, hopefully when he gets the chance getting called up, hopefully he can do something with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you guys want a Johanneton Mackey update? Yes, give yes, it to us. Sure. All right. Through 12 games, our man has seven goals, three assists for 10 points. That is a very impressive stat. Line. That is quite good. And that is in the SHL, correct? Bust. Bust. <laughs> That's the SHL, right? That is the SHL. Man, those are very good stats. And at his age, too... That's someone who, like, in a year or two from now, he could be playing in North America and looking good doing it. Bust. No, not a bust. He looks great. <laughs> you want to find Buster Mackey. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> seven, seven goals in, ten, er, in 12 games for 10 points. I take that all day long. That's awesome. I, I'm really yeah. excited for when he's in North America just so I can watch him. I can't wait. I really can't. Um, since we're in the Canucks prospect pool, mm-hmm. you guys want another prospect pool stat hotline? Always. This is great. I love this. <laughs> this yeah, is no. why we do this, Mark. <laughs> yeah, this is just to get you excited. Yeah, we <laughs> should meet up every week to talk about this. <laughs> um, you know, and then we should do it for two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, you guys know the OHL, right? Heard of it. Hell yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty good league. And, uh, you know, I was just scrolling through OHL stats and all that like I do every day. And uh, came across a stat of who's leading the OHL in stats. It's Mr. Subaru himself. Hunter <laughs> Bruzo Tewiskitzes. Uh, what? The third round pick for the Canucks this year. Or last year. What would you call it? The most recent draft. Yeah, last year. Yeah, the 2023, 2023. draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our third Hunter, round pick. Hunter Brackowitz? No shot. It's that. It's, it can't be that simple. Hold There's on. too many Zs and Cs and Ds and Ds. Hunter. We are going to need to learn how to say this eventually. Yeah, it's the Subaru. What? Why can't it be the Subaru? The Subaru is a good name for him. Uh, Anyways, he's leading the OHL as a defenseman, 20 points in 10 games. Holy shit. He's at two points per game after 10 games? Yeah, he is killing That's the crazy. OHL Call him up. Call him up. Well, no. That, call him up and... Leave Tyler Myers at a bus station somewhere. It also does help that he is playing with the leading scorer of the OHL in uh, Carson Rekoff. I'm going to go with Barustovitz. Barustovitz? That's that's my guess. Can okay. we just keep it as the Subaru? That's such a sick nickname. It is a sick nickname. We'll continue to use it for now. Um, <clears throat> man, that's awesome. I'm. It's funny, too, because we're also at a point in, like, the Canucks, let's call it the rebuild cycle, where I wouldn't really expect our prospects to be doing that good anymore. No. You know, do you know, do you know what team he plays for? 
he played? I do. Marcus, do you know? Uh, no. I only know. A, okay. Wait. OHL team. Let's see which ones I know. The London Knights. Okay. Nope. The Erie Otters. Nope. That's it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex, you, you name some that you know. Uh, well, the Kitchener Rangers. Oh, yep. yeah. Uh, the Mississauga Steelheads. Wow, okay. Would not have gotten that one. Uh, OHL. Uh, London Knights. Um, I feel like there's going to be like a really obvious one no, that I'm that's missing. You guys are missing so many. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a like whole obviously. league. We've named three teams. Okay, who made it to the? Who made it last year to the? Uh, what okay, how about the hey, what if I said Kyle Dubis? Is that going to help you guys? Oh, oh, where did the fuck did uh, Matt Murray go? What? Matt Murray. Oh my god! Oh wait, wait. no. no. Oh, never mind. I was thinking for the wait the Win- Windsor Spitfires. Yeah, there you go. Hey, okay. I thought they were. Wait, why'd you say Kyle Dubis then? Because the Sioux Saint Marie Grant. Yeah, that's Matt Murray. That's the team he okay. played for. Okay. Yeah, you got the Sarnia Sting, the Audio Ottawa Sixty Sevens, the Oshawa Generals, the Guelph Storm. Oh, the Oshawa so Generals. How did I forget that? They follow the me North on Bay Battalion. There's so many cool teams out in the OHL. That's that's super cool. Then you also have like the American teams too that are out there. I think like I think they have the. Um, uh, There's American teams in the O. There used to be. Oh, I don't know if there are any more. The uh, Saginaw Spirit, I think. How did we get onto this? We were talking about the Subaru. Right. Yeah, and then you brought something oh, up about the Niagara Ice Dogs, the Erie Otters. I said the Erie yeah. Otters. Yeah. The Bellevue Bulls. I'm pretty sure the Saginaw Spirit are an American team, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um. Yeah. We okay. Wait. We were talking about the Subaru, and then someone said like something about the OHL, and then we started naming teams. Oh, the Peterborough yeah. Pete's. Oh um, no! I think you you asked what team he plays on, and I didn't. No, know. Jake. Yeah, Jake oh. asked you what team, and then we started listing off the teams. That right. We knew. The Kitchener Rangers. Oh, yes. Rangers guy. Yeah. Cool. Eh. Very cool. Yeah, I think. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we have a friend who went to a few Kitchener Rangers games back in her day. Yeah. Anyway, way back in her day. Yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> back when you had to go to the games because they weren't on TV yet. Oh, brutal! <laughs> back when, if you wanted to keep up with hockey, you had to listen on the radio. Yeah, she's on the roof adjusting the antenna. The satellite dish coming out of her house. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh man i think i think we're running a little long on this first half oh yeah we are yeah we're at the we're 52 pulling. minute yeah. mark um so we're gonna jump into the inbox and quickly go through this perfect let's do it the first question more of a statement is brocktober baby yeah yeah it is yeah brocktober. it's brocktober uh brock hardtober Oh, boy. Pause. Big pause there. Nope. Um, Brocktober, four goals, one assist, one goal, one goal, one assist. I'm Brock hard. <sighs> We're going to move on from that before. Yep. Yeah, but just, yeah. Okay, we've got two more Get games. Out. We've got two more games this month, right? Mm-hmm. We've got the Rangers and the Blues. And the Preds. Yep. All right, we have to play them again. Right? And I'll be at that Blues game. 
Oh, you're going to the Blues game. That's I right. Am. Yeah, enjoy that. You'll have to let us know. I know I was pretty critical about my game day experience, so you, you would like to hear some feedback from you too. I'll take some notes. Um, For the first time in years, Marcus and I aren't going to the Preds game. Yeah, that's going to be devastated. Going to be sad. I don't even know who got that game this year. I think your aunt has yeah. it. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, oh, right, because that, that's the one that's on Halloween. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, she is going to it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, what do Brock Besser's stats have to be in the next three games to like really say, yeah, that was that will forever be known as Brocktober? Well, what's he at right now? Uh, he's at he, he's six at goals. six goals in like eight, six goals, six games. How many assists? Is it six goals in six games? Is that what he's at right now? Yeah. He's played six games and he has yeah. six goals. Okay, that's right. Six goals and six I games would say and he, he has needs two like assists. A, he needs a goal a game and at least one, if not two, multi-point games. Yeah, if we're calling the month of October after him, he needs to have a goal a game. Okay, so, so three more goals and let's say minimum two assists. Yeah, let me see. So we're looking for five points in the next three games. So he's got yep. he's got two six two assists and six goals. Yeah, if he can finish with eight goals and five assists, I will call October Brocktober. Okay, sounds good. We'll remember that for the next episode when yep. we sit down to talk about this because our next episode will be when Brocktober is over. Yes, uh, it will. Yeah. Do you guys think Ethan Bear eventually gets re-signed to this team? Yeah, I do. I do as well, unless they get back something in the Garland trade that, like, makes it like, yeah, we don't even need him. Yeah, unless it takes a roster spot away, which, I mean, you can throw him in the AHL, so. Yeah, you know, I don't think he'd go for that, though. Yeah. No. I I think at this point in his career, if you're like, yeah, we'll sign you, but we're going to throw you in the A for a while, I'm pretty sure he would just say, okay, then don't sign me at all. Which is fair. Yeah, but he has said like he likes Vancouver. He wants to come back. The team is clearly in a position where they could use him. So I uh, I would like I wouldn't mind seeing him back. Put it that way. But like again, unless he's, they fill the position elsewhere, he's got some holes in his game. Though he needs to. Yeah, he's get not. Bigger. He's not playing top four. He's a great. No, he he's on your six seventh demand. Yeah. If I'm the Canucks, though, I'm literally signing him to replace Myers. Like, I am literally tomorrow putting pen to paper and saying, Myers, you look great. Sit in the press box for the rest of the year. And then throwing Bear in the lineup. Yeah, but he's got to sit in the 500s. <laughs> Way up there. He has to sit in section 314 yeah, with the Biting the speakers while he's up there. <laughs> he doesn't block anyone's view with his yeah. neck. <laughs> Put him in the back row. Uh, okay, continuing on. we got two more questions, and they're both for Jake. Oh, that's weird. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> how does Jake Loving feel? Loving the attention lately. Uh, I don't know if you love it. Uh, how does Jake oh. feel about Soros letting in a bouncing puck last night? Lol. Hashtag go Canucks. <laughs> Was that I, the memes guy? No. <laughs> memes guy is next though. Oh no, that's not good. Uh, I secretly love the shit I get. Oh, sorry. Appreciate. Uh, oh, Jake. We're love. Uh, oh. Jake, something is ha- Jake is being abducted by aliens. Um, Hello. Hey, there hey, go. we got you. We got you. Yeah, I was just gonna say I love the uh, shit talking I get whenever the Preds play the Canucks. Didn't but you? It was a nice goal. Like whatever. Didn't you say uh, when we went to one of our Canucks games that like they were the most like 
rescindful chirpers ever. Like you would, you would walk around your Preds jersey. Someone would chirp you, and as soon as you'd start to trip them back, Canucks fans were just like, "Yeah, yeah, no, we know, we know, we know, we suck." Yeah. Like, <laughs> just yeah, back exactly. right off. Yeah, Canucks fans are funny because they'll chirp you and then immediately apologize so that they don't get roasted. Back. <laughs> I think my favorite you being a Preds fan moment was at the Yale <laughs> when Marcus got oh recognized. God, and they see you this- and you go, "Yeah, fuck the Preds." <laughs> That was that's still my favorite time I've been recognized yeah, just because so of funny. that. <laughs> um, okay, and then we got one more Preds question for Jake. If Soros is the best goalie in the NHL, then why does he keep me in the negatives in fantasy hockey? Ooh. Now, Jake, you have Soros on your fantasy team, don't you? I do. Do you regret the pick? Absolutely not. He's the best goalie in the league. How can well, he be the best if that. you're negative? He'll bounce back. Yeah. Uh, ups and downs. That's when you that's when you're confident. Yeah. No, honestly, like it's the the whole team's not great. Like UC Soros is still a great goalie. It's just the team's kind of letting him down. Jake, did you just shoot someone? Did you just Don't fire off it. three rounds? <laughs> Sorry. Um no, yeah, I I have the utmost confidence in UC Soros. But, like, also, to tamp people's expectations, I am not – I have no expectations for the team this year. Like, as much as I say, oh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs, oh, yeah. Like, I know what they are. That's a great impression I, okay. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I think Nashville's doing a great job at tanking. I actually don't. Why'd they sign Ryan O'Reilly it's to tank? Working. It's working. It is working, but what was the point? That seems like an expensive way to tank. I mean, look, you got to spend money somewhere, so if you're going to spend it on losing... Oh, you sound like a regular Jim Benning right now. Hey, I mean, if you're going to tank, you might as well tank, and Nashville Predators not doing a half-bad job. Yeah. I, they're doing fine. Whatever. It, this year's just to develop the young players. Keeper Sherwood looks like he's doing really well so to start the season. I like Luke Evangelista's game. Tomasino's looking okay. That's the whole point of this season is just to let them develop, and I think they're doing that. So I'm not upset. I'm kind of happy. Yeah, I, I I do have to side with Jake on this one. I, I'm behind that. I wish that the Canucks would have used that logic a little bit more when they were building this team. You got to suck sometimes. Yeah. You got to just be terrible once in a while. And the Preds All have right, that I didn't down. Say, <laughs> I didn't say they sucked and they were terrible. <laughs> uh, okay. I think, I think that's everything uh, to cover in the first half. We're going to take a little break because that was a long first half. It was. Uh, and we'll see you guys Very on long. the flip side. Right yeah. after trivia. Yeah, right after some filthy Giuseppe trivia. Right. All right, Jake, hit us with that trivia. Can you name the four teams that Phil DiGiuseppe has played for? New York Rangers. And fun fact, he's never been traded. Oh, so it was all free agency signings. He's he's only either been uh, signed in free agency or picked up off waivers. Okay, so the Rangers. If we name them, are you going to say yes or no? Yeah, I'll let you know. So you said it's four teams, right? There are four teams. And that includes the Canucks? Of course. Okay, okay, so the Canucks and the Rangers. The Senators. 
He's not saying yes or no. I want oh, I want each of yes you no. I want each of you to give me four teams and I'll tell you which ones are correct and which ones are wrong. So Marcus, what four teams are you guessing? I'll go with the Canucks and the Rangers. What the fuck? What okay. am I supposed to think? Well, you, I mean, obviously, you can still use those. <laughs> well, no, I'll say different ones. Okay, keep yeah, going. Yeah, no, I'm taking all the right answers, so <laughs> yeah. you, you yeah, have no, to guess without the Kitchener <laughs> Rangers. The, uh... <laughs> if there's some that you know are correct, then obviously say them. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear your guesses. Ooh, I would guess, like, I don't know, his last, his last name is French, so there's a part of me that wants to say Montreal just because of that. But I know he wasn't there. Well, you've already said Ottawa, so your toes are yeah. kind of in the water with the yeah. whole French. That's kind of why I went with them. Is I was like, I know he didn't come from the from the Habs, so I think I'll have to go with the Sens. What's okay, like, what's... so you're going Canucks, Rangers, Sens, and Habs? No, no, no I'm not touching the Habs. Uh, oh, okay. I'll go with like a random team no one would expect, like the San Jose Sharks. Oh, okay. So, so what was correct out of that? Um, well, you have to give me your guess. Okay. Um, my four teams, uh, I'll go, I want to say Columbus for some reason. Philly. Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh, Columbus, Philadelphia. I don't think he played anywhere too far south. But I don't think he played in any other Canadian teams. So I'm going to go... That's a central team. I'll go Chicago. Oh, it's Chicago. I'm like 90% sure you played for Chicago. And then... Okay. Fuck it. Uh, 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 the Islanders. So what are your four teams? Columbus, Philly, Chicago, Islanders. Okay, well, you forgot the Canucks, so... No, I'm just going so for the last team because you named all three of, of them. Out three. of all eight teams that you guys guessed... Two of those teams are correct. So okay. I'm oh, not going to tell you who the other two are, but I will at the end of the show. All right. Oh. S- stick around till the end to find out where the fuck D. Giuseppe came from. <laughs> I could have sworn he played for Chicago. You also, he's played for four teams. Yeah. I knew two of mine were right, and you used four different. You didn't use the Canucks, and we've con- he plays for them now. Well, yeah. If they're one of why the would four I, why teams, why would I guess the Canucks when he was going to tell us the eight teams? I used my four guesses. Eight to try. teams. He's only played for four. Teams. I know, but we got to name eight possible okay, teams. Guys, so why would I? I why I would will... I name two that you've already said? Because I... we were making our own lists. Excuse me. Oh, I thought Hello. we were combining to no. try to just figure it out. Okay, J- Jake's trying to interject. What? What? <laughs> Can I call you back? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Like, after after the break, I'll call you guys back. Yeah, okay, let us know when you're ready to go. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name, don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the second half of this week's episode. We're gonna start it, like we always start it. With my favorite segment. What is it? It's Goof of the Week. Oh, wait. Yeah, okay. Nope, no, 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 down. Yeah, nope, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> what a goof! <laughs> <Not very bad. laughs> that is such a weird interchange for me to hear but not see. Yeah, <laughs> man, it, all you would have seen was Alex's finger like hovering over 10 buttons and trying to figure out which one to press. 
He got it though. Okay. He got it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Don't start. Alex is going to time you. All right, on your go. That's right. Welcome to the biggest scoop of the week. My part of the show, my segment, where I go and find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, have you bring the story with the guys and we're going to chat about it this week. Ooh. That sounded good. That Ooh. sounded good. Can I guess? Yeah. 525. Oh, I was going to go like 6-1. No, you're you're sub six. No, Jake, you nailed it. It was six point zero nine. What? Oh, let's go. Yeah. Whoa. Still, you need to get it under six seconds. Yeah, we like, can what go are we sub doing six. Here? Is this amateur? I hour? don't think I can. There's you, too many words for me to try to get out. Man, it is a long season. You will go sub six. You would have had it that one week if you didn't literally start coughing in the middle of it. Yeah, it was right at the end. There was like two words left. Yeah. Okay, anyway, Jake's goof for the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess I better do the segment. Yeah, if you wouldn't yeah. mind starting. <laughs> I'm itching over here. Yeah, the segment has just turned into how fast can I read out the yeah. intro. Yeah, now moving along into NHL news. Yeah. Um, okay, so the biggest goof of the week this week is the Vancouver Canucks PR team. What? So this week, the Canucks put out a video of their players walking into the practice facility in Nashville with their gear already on. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And the caption read, when there's no dressing rooms, you have to come to the rink already dressed. And the Preds caught so much heat for this. They were getting chirped like crazy. So the Preds PR team put out a counter video of, you know, the Cardi B audio where she goes, what is that? What is that? And it's all the dressing room numbers in the rink. Oh, uh, so the Canucks are frauds. Yeah, they're trying to defame the Preds by saying they're a bum organization who doesn't even have dressing rooms for their practice facility. Well, well, I do have to ask this. If they have these dressing rooms, why did the team get dressed at home? Because they're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I don't I don't really get that though. Why'd they all get changed somewhere else and then come on the bus? I have no idea. That's the question I want answered. But the answer is not that there weren't dressing rooms at the rink, because they are there. Now were the dressing rooms full of banners waiting to go up this season. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah, the their statue storage. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Every player they've ever signed has a statue like in the closet, ready to go. <laughs> like at a moment's notice, Luke Evangelista is ready to be immortalized outside of Bridgestone Arena. Yeah. Just a bunch of Carrie you Underwood. Seen the Devin Dubnik statue. <laughs> hey, look, a Weber statue. Oh wait, no, that's Yannick Weber. What? What is that doing down here? <laughs> Greatest statue in Nashville Predators history. Devin Dubnik backed up one game. Mr. Underwood. I have a I have a Preds question for you. Okay. In your mind, who was a better Pred? 
Subban or Weber? Oh, this is not close. Oh, my oh is God. it not? No. Oh. Are you kidding me? Dude, <laughs> I thought when they went Weber. on their run, no, when dude, they went on their run, I P- thought it was with PK. Yeah, PK Subban is a way better pred oh. than Shea Weber. <laughs> no. Okay, I know you're fucking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but who did more for PK the franchise? Subban. Oh my god! Wasn't he the PK defenseman Subban for the run? Was PK Subban was the second best defenseman on their cup run team, but Shea Weber was the only player on the team for a decade. So, no, I don't want to even entertain this blasphemous question. It's ridiculous. I don't know. It sounds like PK Subban did more. Don't want to hear it. I mean, Shea Weber didn't yes. take them to the uh, the Western Conference Finals just to lose in such horrifying fashion. Yeah, and and uh, PK Subban also wore more funky hats. So that is true. He seemed more he wore cowboy hats. He he was more Nashville. Yeah, he was for sure. When I think Boy, of Nashville, we're, we're I, think of PK Subban. I think of Nashville. I think of PK Subban too. Jesus Christ. Ever been to Nashville? Not a lot of PK Subans in Nashville. Who was a better Montreal Canadian, Shea oh, Weber on, or PK? Su- Wait, hold hang on. on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did we, we Jake? I think we got to cut that one. Out. I I don't think we do, but we need to not say that again. That was um, that was crazy. Um, I'm glad that you at least caught it. I had nothing to catch. Um. Who was a better Montreal Canadian, Shea Weber or PK Subban? Shea Weber. He took him to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. yeah. If that is your captain. only like, okay, wait. Here's here's the counterpoint. PK Subban won the Norris in Montreal. Did Shea Weber ever win a Norris? No. Oh, oh what so, a bomb. so PK Subban was kind of the best for both. Yeah. Teams so then. he's just the better defenseman overall. Oh my god. Understood. He's also the better analyst. Yeah, like what is Shea Weber even doing now? Shea Weber isn't an analyst. The dude probably owns a ranch in Michigan or something. <laughs> isn't he, isn't <laughs> is he from Michigan? Isn't he on Vegas right now? No, he's from no, Sycamore, BC. And why would he move to Michigan? <laughs> I thought his contract was with uh, Vegas right now. Dude, he's oh yeah, he's, he's a Golden Knight. I'm pretty sure he Did is. Did he get a cup <sighs> ring? No, I think his contract's actually in Arizona now. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. It die. was part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, dude, Arizona's like, uh, what would you call it? Alumni? It's actually nuts. Oh, I know, but none of them yeah. have ever played. No, they a never game. played a game. But the contracts are pronger. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't even mention Shea Weber as one of the greatest alumni. Well, he's, he's not. Yeah, I mean, they got Matt Dumba over there. Dumba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, that was a good goof of the week, though. Uh, yeah, Canucks PR team, get it together. I don't know. The Canucks PR team commented on one of my most recent videos. Who's got the best PR team out of the NHL? Oh, I've seen... Oh, where have I seen really funny stuff? There's only one wrong answer. I I, I don't... I guess I can't think of what the worst PR team is. Are you talking about Toronto? I mean TSN? Yeah. The Toronto <laughs> Sports Network yeah. is definitely the best PR team. <laughs> um... I don't know, for the best PR team, I feel like Philadelphia gets a lot just because of gritty. Like, there's just so much content yeah, that they yeah. juice out of that one thing. Um, That's a good question. Who's got, like, the best, like, online presence in the NHL? I don't know. I feel like the Sens used to post really funny things, but they don't anymore. Well, they got a bunch of young players, so I could see that. Yeah, like they used to have really funny stuff with like Brady Kachuk all the time. They don't really do that as much. Yeah. 
I don't know. Did you you know what? I have my own goof of the week speaking of this PR shit. Did you see the TSN video about the Leafs just chirping other teams? Yeah, that was crazy. TSN like you can't make this up. TSN noted crazy biased Leafs fans TSN posted a 10 minute YouTube video that was just giving the Toronto Maple Leafs prompts on like what's your What's your least favorite player in the NHL? What's your least favorite team? Whose jerseys do you hate the most? It was all like negatively based questions. And they made a 10 minute video out of it and posted it on the internet. Could you imagine them doing that for any other team in the league? I did think it was funny when they asked who their biggest rival was. And Matthews goes, the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, did he say that? I didn't even see it. Because I mean, they were probably their biggest rival. They always lost to them. Yeah. Yeah. the Coyotes haven't lost in Toronto in regulation since like 2006 or something. Yeah, some like <laughs> stupid stuff. Yeah, I heard that. Like the last time that the Leafs beat uh, the Yotes in, in Toronto, the Kachina was not a retro jersey that they brought back. <laughs> it was just their jersey. <laughs> the jersey. <laughs> it wasn't like a revival. It was just yeah. the jersey. Hey, question yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Who's the Canucks' biggest rival? Oh, that is a really good question. I don't think like I don't think we have a specific rival. I think are they. We, wanted okay, are to we be... talking like? Are we talking all time, or are we talking right now? Uh, yeah, that. Okay. I think it's got to be a mix. Yeah, okay. it's got to be a mix. We we can talk about that as two different questions, though. All time, all time, it's Chicago. Mm, it would. Honestly, it could be. It's going to be tough to get that by an old head, but like for us, yeah. Yeah, like that's what we grew up with, right? Is like when the Canucks got good, it was Chicago took us out of the playoffs in 2009. Chicago took us out in 2010. We took them out in 2011, like three years in a row, and they were all good battles. Like we hated them. Duncan Keith is retired, and I swear if he walks down the streets in Vancouver, he gets booed. Well, yeah, I mean, even when he was on Edmonton, he would still get booed. Yeah. Like, there's not many players that the Canucks fans boo. Yeah, but that was because of the elbow thing. That wasn't because of the rivalry. Well, it was part of the rivalry. It It was, like, in the midst of the rivalry. But, yeah, Chicago would be good. That's also the team that uh, we played against when we invented the towel thing. That was the team we were playing Mm. in that playoff series. So that's kind of neat, but, but yeah, like I don't now, think the Canucks have really competed at a level high enough to generate rivalry. Yeah, I feel like rivalries are made in like the playoffs, and we have that being said though, like the Calgary Vancouver rivalry from like the Torts Desjardins era era that was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was they good. Had some but like, good bouts there. The, the, the problem with that though was Calgary at that Edmonton. time was a better team than we were. Too. Well, and Calgary's rivalry is Edmonton. Yeah, like you can't really have two a rivalry with two different teams. At least in my head, like you have two teams that really hate each other. Yeah, I I would say that like but like the, when Vegas and San Jose would always face each other. Yeah, like, that they was were good. a good rivalry. Yeah, um, but like the Canucks right now, I don't think they have one. I know. That, that the NHL was trying to get Seattle to be a rival, but it doesn't really seem like it. It it could form into one, but like they've only played each other like five times ever. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be a rivalry yet. My thing was that I think that the part of the reason the Canucks don't have a proper rival outside of maybe Chicago is because the last time they were really, really good 
the West kind of sucked. Like uh, outside, oh, LA, I guess was good for a while too. Yeah. But outside of LA and Chicago, the West was not that great of a Anaheim. Yeah, not but like, dude, like Anaheim they, was nuts. They were good, but like we n- played for the Canucks wise. Like we they never, never played, played them in the playoffs. Them. Yeah. Like yeah, that's where rivalry rivalries are made is in the playoffs. Like if you think about today's Isn't that a tagline for the playoffs, where rivalries are made. I feel like I've heard that before. Uh, if it's not, it should be. Yeah, that's a good be. tagline. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, yeah, you think about the good rivalries right now in the NHL. You've got Toronto and Boston. You've got yeah, because they played each other like four yeah. years. Um, in, yeah, Tampa and Florida. Yeah playoffs there and also but those are also the, geographical right those are all very close to each other i mean Tampa, yeah but florida like, same state they boston toronto maybe an hour and a half flight away from each other they weren't like a big thing until they got matched in the playoffs that's like true. nobody thought oh florida versus tampa like that's gonna be good until florida made the playoffs yeah. and then they got into the really good series yeah but like i'm trying to think of other teams that have rivalries um you could even look at like you know what? The one you said that, like, to be a rivalry, it can only be two. The one I think that proves that wrong is Toronto, Boston, and Montreal. All three I of think, those teams no. despise each other. I don't think Montreal's in it as much anymore. They haven't been good enough to be, like, part of the rivalry. They, I I would disagree with that. They, after Boston was done eliminating Toronto from the playoffs, Montreal took a turn and then went to the finals. Also, when, but Montreal is not as good of a team as those or as the Leafs and Bruins right now. But when they play each other, they're always close games because Montreal turns it up for them. Yeah. Right? I think that that counts as like a three-way rivalry for sure. Yeah. I mean, another good one that was like kind of around when the Canucks and the Chicago were going at it was uh, Philly and Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that they was were always huge. going nuts. Yeah, well, they both kind of peaked very close to the same yeah. time. So obviously Pittsburgh's lasted longer, yeah. but still, like they had a run where I think at least three out of five years they met in the playoffs. I feel like they had at least two or three series against each other. I'm trying to think of this, can't if, talk about Pittsburgh without talking about Washington. Yeah, that's always another great one. That's too. a good point. Yeah, that was um, a more recent one. What's other? Is there any in like the central? Like I know Jake hates Winnipeg, but is that like an actual rivalry? Ah, uh, not really. That's just Jake's disgruntlement. Yeah. I feel like no, it's not. <laughs> I feel like Minnesota and St. Louis always see each other in the playoffs, especially. Recently. Are you shitting me? You're gonna, you're gonna hold on. You're just gonna shrug off me saying that the Preds and the Jets have a good rivalry, and then utter the words Minnesota Wild immediately after. <laughs> How about you fuck all the way off, Alex? <laughs> I mean, it's two teams that okay. haven't really done a whole lot recently. J- Jake, explain to us how you think that Nashville and Winnipeg yeah. still have a rivalry. What are they competing it's for? He, the fifteenth overall pick? It, no, let me let me set They're the playing stage for the for second you, okay? wild card spot. In twenty seventeen, when the Preds were kind of <laughs> middling teams, we're going back and they to were like, bro, I was absolutely. <laughs> you're going back to when Alex was in like grade ten. <laughs> this is when the NHL started. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to hear it out? I'll tell you the whole story because it matters. Okay, you the iPhone twelve was. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Kesha. <laughs> sorry, I thought I was done. Yeah, Dynamite by Teo Cruz is just blasting on the radio right now. <laughs> okay, okay, Jake, go ahead. 
Shut up. <laughs> Mike <laughs> um, Fisher. Look, the fact of the matter is, is that, for God's sake, Mike Fisher actually was on that team. So <laughs> he came out. He, Mike Fisher came out of retirement to play on the 2018 team, which is like where that rivalry really sparked. And then the Preds won the President's Trophy and then got knocked out by the Jets in seven games in the second round. Anyway, it was a crazy series. Okay. And then the year after that, every game they had was high scoring, really fun, really physical. Ever since then, every single time those two teams play each other, I circle the calendar. I watch those games because they're always so intense. For me, they've kept the rivalry alive because every time they play each other, they're about the same in terms of skill level. The Preds and Jets have always kind of been at the same level. Early in the 2010s, they were both weak. They both got stronger throughout the 2010s and peaked in the late 2010s. Now they're coming back down again. They're always good and bad at the same time. It's kind of like the Canucks and Flames. They're always good and bad at the same time. Okay, so I see that. It's it's less about like, oh yeah, they have a conventional rivalry. They meet in the playoffs every year. And it's more like these teams, they ebb and flow at the same rate. They get better and they get worse at the same rate. So, And that's why I think that the Penguins and Capitals rivalry has lasted as long as it has. We haven't seen them play each other in the playoffs in years, and yet we still know that they have a rivalry because they get good and they get bad at the same rate. So, Yeah, that, that's fair. We'll you know who I think is Nashville's biggest rival, honestly? is just All time right now. Is just Ryan Kessler. No matter where Ryan Kessler was, he was just <sighs> Dude, tearing the I'm Preds just apart. Just shut up. No, he was He fucking... Oh, my God. I hate this conversation. I actually... Oh, okay. Much. I injured Ryan Johansson. That's not a rivalry. That's a dirty play. No, but he, he was injured. No, no, no. it's not about one play. It's about how that whole series he was impactful. Also, dirty. Okay, I can't. When, okay, I can't do this with you want to talk about dirty? How about how dirty it was when he undressed all the Nashville defensemen in 2011 when he played for Vancouver? Like every the only shift, defenseman they had was Weber. He was playing with like. Ryan Suter, man. They could have like, used P.K. Subban. Oh, my God. I can't. Should have made the trade that. earlier. Um, okay. So, uh, actually, Jake had a really... That is, like, I didn't realize the Jets in Nashville were so even. Uh, the head-to-head statistics for the two teams. They've scored, like, playing each other, they've each scored 2.8 goals averaged. Over the last how long? Um, Like, in forever? Since it looks like 2009. Okay, so back when they were still the Thrashers. Uh, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Same franchise, same um, franchise. Now, who do you think has more wins, the Jets or the Predators? Oh, you mentioned they were even, so I'm gonna say it's, it's a difference of five wins over the last like 15, 15 years? years. That's that that is still very close. Um, I would say I have to go Preds. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Winnipeg. It's the Predators. Really? Yeah, 31 wins. Oh, yeah. Uh, to the Winnipeg Jets with only 26 wins. So it's actually quite even. So yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, that, that is a good rivalry. I think if I was going to say one for the Canucks, like honestly, right now, it would be the Flames. Because like Jake said, for the past, it feels like decade, the teams have been at least in similar positions, more or less. Yeah. I mean, it also helps that they have, like, half the roster from a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, the Calgary Canucks yeah. thing, yeah. that That's even kind of dissipated now. They're, they pretty much just have Tanev and Markstrom. Did you guys know that there's a team called the Calgary Canucks? I did, actually, yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> they're like a 
something close to like a junior A team or something of that effect. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to play a little game. Okay. So this is a game we're probably going to play maybe once a month because you can't play it every week. But it's going to be... Uh, I don't even have a name for it. Fraud versus for sure. Might change the name of it. We'll see next month. Uh, but we're going to go through the league, take a look at some teams that are either doing really good or really bad, and see if they're for real. Like that's how they're going to end the season, or are they just in a slump? So let's take a look at the top five teams of the NHL. You got the Vegas. Are we doing all of them or just the top five and bottom five? We'll do the top five, bottom five, and then maybe a couple in the middle that we want to talk about. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with the top five. You got Vegas, who are 7-0. and Then you got Boston, who are 6-0. and Colorado, 6-0. and Detroit, 5-1-1. and Top five team in the next five years. And Dallas, 4-0-1. and <laughs> I knew he was going to yeah. do that. Well, I, you guys... Okay, man. let's start there. Let's start there. All right, let's start with Detroit. Hey, Detroit Red You Wings. guys want me to be wrong so bad, and when I'm not, you want me to be quiet about it, and it's kind of embarrassing. Dude, we're not even a month into the season. The Iser really plan is taking teams. full effect <laughs> and proving me right. The Detroit Red Wings are the Brock Besser of the NHL. They're off to a hot start, but they're going to calm down. Nope. No, they will not. They will. Nope. There there will be no calming down in sight. It is rough yeah, you waters. Think, you think you think the Brinkett's getting 90 goals this year? Hey, no. Hey, I'm, <laughs> not oh saying God, he's, I'm not saying he's getting 90 goals. No. I'm saying that I think that gamble is going to work out really, really well yeah, for them. Yeah, can we talk about that for a sec? An insane start to a brand new team. Oh. Yep. Him and Larkin are absolutely killing the game. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, that whole team's just coming together right now. Um, but Jake, are they frauds or are they for sure's? They are frauds. No, no. He's saying that to spite me. They're for sure's. I'm going to go with frauds as well. Okay, well, you're both wrong. Congratulations. I, I don't think they'll be at the bottom, but they're not going to finish as a top five, not even top 10 team. I hate to break it to you. I Okay, I would also agree not top five yet, maybe a year or two from now, which is well within the acceptable five-year frame. Uh, but... I think that they are going to be a top 12 team in the NHL this year. Okay. Uh, Vegas, 7-0-0. No uh, Stanley Cup hangover, nothing like that. Um, Yeah, just showing that they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, I didn't see this. I thought there might be a little bit of a slump at the start, which you see with pretty much every team that goes, plays to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, that's just so much hockey and not a whole lot of time in between the next season starting. But, yeah, they look like an absolute machine. Do you guys see them finishing the league or finishing as the top team in the league? I could. Uh, Like, it it wouldn't stun me if they were. I I see them. I view them as a top, like, three or four team in the NHL for sure. Okay. Um, However, it's just the regular season, right? I think it was... Three seasons ago, or maybe even a little bit longer, that Toronto started a year 10-0-0. And everyone was losing their minds over it. What did they do? They got bounced in the first round, right? I'm, and I'm not saying that that'll happen to Vegas, but I, I think that they will finish near the top of the standings. I think they could keep this run going for a little bit. 
And uh, I think they are, uh, what do you say, for sure's? Frauds are for sure. Yeah, I, I say that Vegas is for sure. Jake? Call me crazy. No fucking way. <laughs> but I'm going to go frauds. Really? What do you mean I, by frauds? Well, it just means, like, do we think that they're going to keep up at this pace or not? Yeah. Oh, like, are they going to finish 82-0? and 0? No, do you think they'll stay in, like, no. the top five? Hmm. No, I think... Mm, maybe top five, but I was thinking like, are they going to stay number one? Um, and uh, I don't think so. I think that they've played some pretty weak teams. Um, and I also think that they're offensively, this team is insane. Offensively, this team can score a million goals on anyone they want. Um, but defensively, they have some breakdowns. And especially like I watched that Philly game the other night. And in the third period, they just dominated the play and hounded. Um, the the Flyers, but they can't keep that up all year. So call me crazy. I think that they might be frauds. I think they dropped to maybe like fourth, fifth, sixth overall. Um, but they're definitely not going to be. I don't think they'll be a juggernaut all year long. I think they'll have a little bit of a drop off. Um, I don't know. I think they're for sure. Uh, they are fun stat. They are the first team in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup. And then the next season, everybody on the roster for opening night has their name on the Stanley Cup from last year. Oh, so like they, what you're saying is they didn't like lose any pieces. Well, like they lost pieces, but like the guys that are on the team were like, uh, uh, like black aces or whatever for the team, like call ups. Oh, okay, okay. So, so like, they, yeah, they still lost. Like they lost uh, Riley Smith. They lost. Uh, oh, the guy he played like second line. He was just a. Uh, uh, he just had a motor on him. But, um, yeah, they lost a couple key pieces, but they just have guys in the system that they're just bringing up. So I thought that was, a, like, that's a cool stat. <laughs> and weird that it's the first time in the NHL that that's happened. Yeah, you'd think, like, at least back in, like, the 60s or something well, yeah, that like happened. Those teams that, like, the Islanders who won, what, four in a row? Yeah. Like, that just seems a little weird. Yeah, those dynasty teams. Yeah. Uh, second in the league, Boston. I didn't expect this at nah, all. They're, and they're pretenders or, or uh, frauds. Well, I mean, you take a look at their goalies. Yeah, you take a look at everything else. They, they're frauds. They're going to fall off. Linus Allmark, 1.00 goals against. Jeremy Swayman, 1.34 goals against. I think they're coming so they in right. tandem again. They're going to be right around Detroit at like 12th. Yeah. They're the same level of good. I, I just don't get how they're doing it. Like their center depth is horrible. It's got to be just the goaltending. Yep, and that and that is not a feasible way to continue with an eighty-two game schedule. That, that that's not going to work all year. Sorry, frauds, not good. Yeah, I, I'm going to go frauds as well. I don't. I still like it's a great start. I still don't see them making the playoffs. Like maybe a wild card, but I still just I don't see it. Jake, what about you? You already know the answer. You already know what I'm about to say. You're going to say that your dad's a Bruins fan. You got to stick with him. So is that what it is? Bobby Orr is going to come back from like, what? What are you going to say? These boys are for real. I um, mean, you watch them play. It's not just the names on the back, man. Like they freaking dominate. They're great offensively. They're great in the face left dot. They're amazing in net. They've got a solid defense. This is a team from front to back. They've slotted in some young guys. I don't know how to pronounce that new kid's name. Uh, Potka? Potka? Something like that? He's he's 
fit in really well. I love the team. I think that Montgomery's one of the best coaches in the league. Like I just I I just like it. I I believe in them again. I, I think for a long time over the summer, I was like, oh yeah, like losing Bergeron and losing Krejci is gonna be way too much to overcome. I don't think it is. I think that they actually and I mean they also lost Orlov and Bertuzzi too, which I forgot about, but like I don't know, man. Like I just think that there's something to it. They've 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 got they've got 2020 lightning energy to me. Wow, like, no, 2019, that's 2019 a big statement after losing your yeah. Captain. Okay, they have 2019 uh, Tampa Bay Lightning vibes. If the 2019 Lightning lost like Stamkos and yeah, that's the thing is they lost. What? Like I can name. Okay, what? let's let's no way. Marcus, let's play no a game since way. Jake's Jake's a pretty big fan. It seems mm-hmm. like. Let's take turns in naming players on the Boston Bruins right now. Okay. David Pasternak. Brad Marchand. Charlie McAvoy. Oh, it's just me and you. I yeah, yeah, no, just, just me and you. Linus Allmark. Jeremy Swayman. I, I, that's it. That's all I know. Uh, and Jake DeBrusque. Oh, yeah, DeBrusque. Can't forget about him. Yeah, and that's it. 2015 first-round pick, eh? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't name any other players on that roster. Now, call me a casual yeah, no, they're they're an Eastern team. We don't see them as much. It's one of those things. And it's just like, am I forgetting names like Jake? Am I forgetting any big names, or do they just not have big names on their team? There are no big names. See, for me, they're a player that I think gets absolutely no respect, but he deserves so much more attention. And that might be because he's a, he was um, drafted and uh, developed in Nashville. But nonetheless, I still think that he deserves respect, and that is Craig Smith. Um, he's just fit in like is he, he had ups now? and downs. Craig Smith? Yeah, I feel like he's been in the no. league for since the league started. You're thinking of Mike Smith? No, Craig Smith, the centerman. Oh, Milan Lucic. Oh yeah, I Lucic. forgot about that. That's anyway, why they're that. doing so well. Yeah, it's all Lucic. It's all Lucic. Whatever. Put the but, team on his back. Look, no, they. You guys are missing some big names like Pavel Zaka. They went out and got him the other year. Oh, big um, name. And he's fit in really well with that team. They signed JVR in the offseason. He looked really, really strong there. They also picked up Morgan Geeky, who's been like really solid on the bottom, um, I think on the fourth line. And then uh, Trent Frederick, I think, is on that line too. And uh, yeah, like that's kind of their core. But obviously, like you guys mentioned, like don't disrespect Pasternak. He's a top five player in the league, hands down. And like, I would love to hear you try to think of a way to convince you that he's not. Not to mention, like, other players like Charlie Coyle. He's another kind of role player they have on front. Like, they're just a strong team. They're, they're, they're not top-heavy. They're just consistent all the way through. And I, I believe in them. I think that they have the makings of, of being, like, a contender this year. I, I, I really do. I think that last year they embarrassed themselves and they're out for revenge. You know what they could use? They could use a Connor Garland. I think they could use a Connor Garland. You yeah. know what we could use? No, they couldn't. Charlie McAvoy. That is the stupidest. <laughs> they literally, I just named three guys who do what Carl- Garland does and better. So why not take a fourth? Oh my God. Yeah, you imagine like, having four Connor, Garland? Connor Garlands? If you had four Connor Garlands and one Elias Pettersson, you'd win a Stanley Cup. Boston's going to be out yeah, of many sticks by the time. If you had 11 filthy Giuseppes, you'd win a cup. <laughs> That's right. That was the quote. If you had 11 filthy Giuseppes and one Elias Pettersson, you'd win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, in third in the NHL, you got the Colorado Avalanche, who are also undefeated. Um, 
I'm not super shocked. I mean, I knew they were going to be a top team, but being undefeated and not having your captain there is still like quite crazy to me. Yeah, and they're going to be missing him for the season, correct? Yeah, yeah. But it seems like they finally found that second line center in Ryan Johansson, who's kind of having a little bit of a, a bounce back season. Yeah, over he, there. he just needed to be with the better organization. <laughs> oh my god, local boy! I can Ryan climb Johansson. through this yeah, phone right. and fucking smack you upside the head. <laughs> Hop on a boat, buddy. Do your best. I will give you this. Four goals in six games is kind of making my blood boil. But (laughs) I think he might have scored four goals all year last year. So maybe just being on the second line is enough that he's not having to face those kind of first line or first checking lines. Yeah. So, yeah. A little bit of a a, change of scenery, new environment. I mean, that defensive core over there. It's crazy. Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Gerard, Bowen Byram, like probably yeah. the top top four in Dude, the NHL. Manson. Yeah. They're solid. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think the Avs are a, a for sure team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're gonna be sure. like I, I would say easily top ten. I don't know if I'll say top five, yeah. but I would say easily top easily ten. Top 10. I can see them winning the, the president's trophy. Yeah. I would be Gorgian. Like, I've been very... Oh, my God, yeah. Gorgiev. How did we not talk about him? But Gorgiev looks... Like, his stats are better than Demko's. Yeah, he's played every single like, game, too. Well, it's early in the season. Yeah. Stats don't mean anything right now. I don't know, man. He's let in He's let in 12 goals in six games. Yeah, he's got a yeah, that's 1.98 goals against average. Yeah, basically a two, two goals against average. Save his percentage they don't lose in many games. 9.30. <laughs> And that's playing every single game this season so far. Unreal, hey? Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's definitely a diamond in the rough. <laughs> and the last team we'll talk about for the top of the NHL is the Dallas Stars. Uh, no surprise from me over here. Wow. I had them winning the Central, so yeah, they're for sure is for me. Yeah, uh, great agreed. team. Still another team that hasn't lost. Um, really? Hey, there's a lot of undefeated teams left. I mean, they have an overtime loss, but that doesn't. Oh, count. okay. I see. I see what you mean. Uh, but yeah, Jake Andre's having a great season. Their top six is having a great season. They're all just kind of clicking. So great to see. I think they're for sure. Yeah, I agree for sure. They've played trash teams this year, man. Like, okay, they're four zero and one on the season, so they haven't lost a game in regulation, but they have lost a game. Um, the the game that they lost was to the Golden Knights, but like they had to go to overtime with the Blues and the Flyers to win, and the other two wins are against the Ducks and Penguins. So I'm not buying it. Um, I I I think that they'll probably stay where they are in the standings, but it's only because they play in the Central. Um, but uh, I think that if they played in any other division, they'd be frauds. But because they're in the Central, I'll give it to them. All right. Uh, now let's take a look at the bottom fives teams. The uh, is there a, is there a saying for Celebrini right now? Suck weenie for Celebrini. Nope. Don't think it's that. I think that's what <laughs> it is, man. Suck weenie for Celebrini. <laughs> I don't think that's the move. That's, I think that's, that's the phrase. <laughs> okay, so we're sucking weenie for Celebrini. <laughs> the San Jose Sharks are sucking lots of weenie. Uh, they have not won a game so far. They are 0-5-1. Uh, that is the most for sure thing I think I've seen so far uh, out of every team in the NHL. San Jose Sharks suck. 
I think we all had them finishing last in the league. Yeah, I have them as for sure for finishing last in the yeah. league. I had Philly, but yeah, no, it's definitely San Jose. Yeah, I, I'm not San Jose, we talked about this, I feel like, two seasons ago. And that San Jose is entering an era of hockey that's going to suck for a long time. They're, they've sucked plenty of weenie. They're going to suck plenty more. Because they have no big pieces to trade away to get anything of value. They, they, they got a couple. Not really. Hurdle, Couture. Uh, and what are they really uh, worth, declare. Right? Yeah, sure. Okay, maybe you could get a couple first rounders from some teams that are going to finish top five in the league. But overall, when you look at them, they don't have a lot of big pieces to sell. They've traded away a lot of draft picks in the past. And now they're kind of stuck with this team that has no assets at any stage in their careers. So they are, it's going to be a while before they build things back up there, unless they get a GM that does some insane McFuckery with the trade market and free agent signings. But that's pretty difficult to do to build a team that way. So I think that, again, San Jose, very, very bad. Going to suck for a while, but mostly this year. Yeah. That's, uh, J- Jake, did I, sure. did I kind of touch on what you were thinking? Yeah, they're going to suck me for some of me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, now a team that nobody expected to be sucking weenie for Celebrini. The Edmonton Oilers are second to last in the NHL. Really? They are one, four and one with a minus Um, 10 goal differential. I think they're tied with the caps. Oh, the caps won tonight. Yeah, no, the caps have won tonight. Oh my gosh. All I can say. All I can say to the Oilers is you're welcome for that minus 10 goal differential. Yeah. The 8-1 <laughs> loss probably didn't help them out too much there. Um, boy, does that feel good to just see the Oilers suck. As a Canucks fan, that means a lot to me. That's awesome. Yeah, just a team that, I mean, I think, I want to say I had them, They were either it was either Dallas or I had them winning the President's Trophy this year. And Oof. they are second to last in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, I, I like. I don't even know what to say. Is it is it Connor McDavid? Does he really mean that much to the team? Well, I mean, no, because they were losing with him too. It's I mean, like, it's yeah. not like he's been injured all season. He's only missed like one game, or like one and a half, if you count the one where he got injured. I just, I don't get what's going on over there. It seems like all they did was make better additions to the team. I personally just think this is a slow start. I think that they're going to, especially when McDavid comes back, they're going to kick it into gear. I think he's going to come back and say, boys, this is not good enough, and I think he's going to whip them into shape. I'd say they are pretenders for being that low. I think they will rise up the standings quite quickly. I still believe they're a lock for the playoffs. So frauds? Yeah. They're fraudulent in how bad they are. I don't know how to describe the Edmonton Oilers, but watching the defense, I don't recognize some of these guys. Like, watching Matthias Ekholm get walked around is shocking to me, because I watched him be one of the best defensive defensemen in the NHL for years. Well, last year so, he was even that great. Like, when he joined the Oilers, they went on an insane run of, like, 20 and like four or something like that. Yeah, that's like it was right just too. insane. And like, I, I just don't understand what's in the water in Edmonton. 
Like <laughs> nothing it, good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a lot of oil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just drinking yeah, tar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, I, I I agree with Marcus, and I think that this is just a slow start. But Jesus, like, yeah, I mean, I think that Jack Campbell is the, is their starter. He's not a starter, but he is their starter, and I think. What they are. Whoa, do. whoa, whoa. Jack Campbell slander is not allowed on this podcast. Buddy, you're going to be hearing a lot of it. No, he is a very above, minimally above average starting goaltender in the NHL. Okay. okay, aside from those glowing reviews, they need to just ride him. They need to just give him games. They need to build his confidence. I understand that it was shaken early but they need him to be confident in the net because he's their guy. Imagine thinking that your season hinges on... You good? Well, I don't know if he is good, but I'll I'll, I'll continue with my point. I couldn't imagine saying, yeah, our season will be fine as long as we lean on Jack Campbell enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Yeah, so I've got them as frauds. Frauds, like in that they're going to get better? Like they are not, they shouldn't be in the position that they're in. Yes, right. They're a fraud. Jake, what you got them at? Yeah, I have them as fraudulently bad. Uh, The next team is the number one overall pick last year, the Connor Bedard team, Chicago Blackhawks, coming in at two and five. Is Bedard a bust? That team, let, we'll get into the Bedard thing. That team is a for sure. They're finishing in the bottom quarter of all teams. So, like, the bottom eight, for sure. I, I think... Oh, quick math. Dude. That was a quarter? Yes. Holy shit! That was good. <laughs> I got that on the first try in my head. <laughs> And that was a fraction. Yeah, that was good. Good job. F- Let's go, like great format. Now, I am a fraud because I could <laughs> not do that if you gave me another equation. But uh, I think that they will be in that bracket of teams. They might. They probably won't be the worst. I mean, they have some okay players on that team, but it's not enough to crawl into a playoff position, not, not even close. Um, uh, Bedard looks good. Is he going to take the NHL by storm this season? I don't know. But he looks good. I mean, he looks fun to watch. And I'm glad the media's toned down on him a bit now. It feels like this week I heard less about him than I did last week. Because I guess last week everything he did was still like the first time he'd ever done anything. So now it's like, oh, okay, now he scores another goal. Okay, we're starting to expect that now. I think that's good. Jake, what about you? I think that the Blackhawks have had an insanely difficult schedule. Um, and I think that they're definitely going to get a lot better, a lot faster. So I think they're actually going to move up the, or their, their schedule gets a lot better, a lot faster. So I think they're going to move up the, the standings pretty quickly too. And I think that them being at the bottom of the league is actually kind of fraudulent. <laughs> really? That's surprising. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Taylor, Taylor Hall is also injured right now. He's going to come back. Their team isn't terrible. Like, a lot of people have said, oh, they're so bad. But, like, last year, they finished third from last. 
they got better in the offseason. And I see them finishing kind of like in the 8 to 12 to the last position. So that's better than where they are now. So we'll see. I gotta say, I'm with Marcus on this. I think they're right around the right spot. I think they finish as a bottom quarter team. Uh, they've got a couple good pieces, but overall, like Peter Mrazek as your starting goaltender, not a great look. Uh, defenseman, you got Seth Jones back there. Oof, that's that about it. That contract is yeah. just like they just uh, they're they're in the rebuild. There's nothing bad about it. They got a great pick who seems to be like he's going to turn out to what people are expecting him to be, which is good. And yeah, there's not much else to say about Chicago. Uh, team after that. Two and four, the Anaheim Ducks. I'd say they're right around where I thought they would be. Uh, same with Chicago in that bottom quarter of the teams. Maybe get a little bit more wins into your belt. But I think they're going to finish within like the bottom ten. Yeah, they they remind me of the 2017 Canucks. You know, they've got Leo Carlson coming in. They've had Zegris for a year. Uh, they've had um, uh, McTavish for a year now. They're kind of at that stage where they, they have some really good pieces to build around, but they're just they're too young to be like impactful enough that they can drag the team into the playoffs. You know, like they they've got a lot of building to do. But if I was an an Anaheim Ducks fan, I would be optimistic. I would be looking at what they have and saying, yes, in the near future this could be a very successful group for us. So I I think that, again, this year, yeah, they'll be closer to the bottom than the top, but I would also be very confident, and I would be liking the direction that the team is going in. I just want to see where Gibson goes. They need to trade him this year. At this point, he's he's getting closer and closer to being worthless, man. Yeah, I mean, they've just they've kept on him for too long. His value has just gone more and more down. Like, there's still a little bit of value there. Like, get rid of him while you can. He is not helping your team at all. You need to lose. Throw in some random goaltender, like uh, Alex Stolarz or some shit. Yeah. And just, you know, let the season ride out. Let Zegers have fun. Let Drysdale have fun. McTavish have fun. And just, you know, let shit go. So, I think they're for sure. Jake? I really, really got nothing to add here, boys. Yeah. They, they suck. Like, yeah, I, I really don't have anything else to add. Also, I haven't really been watching them too much. I watched them a little bit play, I think it was Arizona, and they were getting dominated. Yeah, like, that's a tough look. If you're getting, if you're getting dominated by the Yotes, phone it in, you know? Yeah. Pack it up, because, like, it's not a good look. Yeah, but again, I think they have the pieces to create a good look in the future. Uh, The last team that we'll talk about today, or at Mm -hmm. least for the bottom five, is the Pittsburgh Penguins. (laughs) Uh, A little bit shocking. I didn't see them. I didn't see them making playoffs, I don't think, but I didn't see them being this bad. Uh, Yeah, they've only got two wins, four losses. Do they stay a bottom five, bottom ten team, or you guys see them having a little bit of a comeback? Jake, you go first on this one. We will see what happens, but I think that the experiment did not work. Really? Mm-hmm. 
the early return on this experiment is that it's not going to happen. So we will see. I don't think they're going to end up in the bottom five, but I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, okay, I'll, I'll take the other side on that one. I, I think they're not going to blow... People were talking... I think, Alex, you mentioned it could be like the last dance for them. I don't see it really being that. I think they will get into a playoff position for sure. I, I do believe that. I think Carlson will work out for a year or two. I think he'll get better. He's adjusting to being on a new team, playing new systems. I think that will get better throughout the season. I think it'll get worse after that, but I I think that they're uh, pretending right now that they're this bad. I think they're going to get better. Slow start. Yeah, I, I think they're frauds for the spot that they're in. Uh, I see them as a middle-of-the-pack team. I'm hoping that you know they start to figure it out. I don't like the fact that Crosby is fighting so much. I think he's already gotten into two fights so far this season. Yeah, that's really weird. But, I mean, you look at the team. They don't really have anybody out there to protect anybody. Bring someone in. You don't tell yeah. Crosby, hey, sorry, buddy. We couldn't afford a goon. You're going to have to drop you the gloves. Think so, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's you not You bring Aaron anymore. Asham back out of retirement and get <laughs> him out there. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not a great look over in Pittsburgh, but I think their time's coming. I see them as like a... 35-40 win season. Uh, yeah, I, I see them as a bit more than that. But yeah. um, Hey, all, all dynasties have to end, right? If yeah. you're a Pens fan over the last decade, I do not feel bad for you right now. No, definitely not. Uh, that wraps it up for top Me five, neither. bottom five. Was there any other teams Wait, you guys wanted to talk about? What was that, Jake? I don't feel bad for them either. Yeah, well, no one should. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any big teams I need to touch on, really. Uh, we say the Flames. Really, there's no, the Flames there's no team that's kind of like surprised you outside of the top five and bottom five because there's definitely one for me. Uh, the only team I think would be Buffalo for me. I thought they'd come out with a way hotter start with all the young talent mm-hmm. they have, and they are three and four right now. So uh, that's I saw them being more towards the top twelve teams. Uh, that kind of range, so yeah. But we are again, we're like six, seven games into the season. Yeah, so like, I mean, I'm not looking too far into it, but yeah, uh, for like a hot start, it's quite cold. Uh, Jake, what team did you want to mention? The Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that shocked. Uh, it was a Cinderella run. I said it before. I'll say it again. They shouldn't have made it as far as they did last year, and uh, I think this is more of the Seattle Kraken that you'll see. Oh God. I've got some bad news for Canucks fans right now. Oh, uh, who's injured? Vasily Pod Colson apparently just got dumped on his head into the boards, and there's medical staff all over the ice, and they're loading him onto a stretcher. Oh shit! Um, oh shit! I'm taking this too from a Chris uh, Chris Faber's post um, on Twitter. He even writes he's not going to post the video because it's that bad. Jesus! Oh my God! Are they playing right now? Uh, well, I'm I'm oh, assuming yeah. so. Uh, the game would be probably over by now. It's uh, let me see. Uh, oh, I actually that tweet was from ten minutes ago. So <laughs> they're either playing or just finished playing. But oh man, we were just talking about how he was doing so good too, and I I really hope it's not a concussion because I know he's had one before. And once you get two, it's kind of like, okay, they start coming easier. Man, I, I really hope the best for him. I really hope he's doing okay. 
the stretcher, the stretcher is tough because sometimes optics wise that looks really bad and scary, but it's not always all that bad. Like guys, I've seen guys stretchered off that come back for the next game, right? But man, I play the percentages though, man. It ain't that often. No, no, it's not. I uh, really hoping all the best for him. Uh, wishing he's okay. Truly, uh, people forget. You know, outside of sports, they're people, right? You just <laughs> you gotta hope he's okay. You gotta hope he's feeling well. Um, man. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Jake. Uh, we'll we'll get back to the the crack and let. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I I didn't mean to take you off guard like that. Did I didn't catch if what you said? Are they doing good or bad? <clears throat> the Kraken are doing very poorly. Uh, but before I talk about the Kraken, I just want to touch on the Bud Colson thing really quick. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Oh, did, Alex sounds like he just watched the video. Yeah. Not good, eh? It's. Yeah, it's not good. I don't know. It's not dirty, sort of say. Okay. I'll show you it. It's, yeah. He gets hit into the boards, and he's kind of up in the air, and the guy just kind of goes, and he, it looks like he kind of throws him down, and just the oh. way he lands is just, like, it's one of those, like, one in a million sort of Yeah, he kind of gets, he kind of almost jumps into the boards and yeah. then gets flipped. Uh, Canucks fans, think about when... Um, Oh, who was it? Mike Matheson gave Pedersen that uh, concussion in his first season where he kind of just like flips him over. That's kind of what this looks like, but Pod Colson lands even more on his head. Um, oh, that is really unfortunate. I really hope he's all right. Uh, Jake, sorry again to cut you off, man. Um, what no, what no, were you going to okay. say about Pods? Um, I was just going to say that... Um, yeah, I, I know that we talked about how we wanted him to kind of have a bit of a grittier side. We had seen it when he was um, in his draft plus one year, and we knew it was there. And yeah. I hope that if even if this injury isn't um, too bad, he doesn't lose that edge. So this is this is a big a big deal, um, and I'm really really hoping that he's okay and that uh, this doesn't uh, affect his career too too much. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the hot start that he was on, so. I mean, something you hate to see yeah. for any player, even if they weren't off to a hot start. You never want to see something like that. So, yeah, yeah, all the yeah. all the best to Pod Coles, and hopefully, it's uh, nothing too too serious. Yeah, and and I'll comment on what you said too. It's not a dirty play, in my opinion. It's a board battle. The guy goes to hit or kind of push Pod Colson, but because Pod Colson's airborne, he just ends up like flipping him. Yeah, it's in my opinion that wasn't dirty. That wasn't targeted. That wasn't no. the intention. It just kind of, like you said, it was a one in a million thing. Yeah. It, it's very unfortunate, but it was not dirty. Uh, Jake, Can you guys send me the video? I'll watch it after the show. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get Alex to send it to you. But again, sorry for okay. interrupting you so many times, man. Right. I just okay. really wanted to get no, that okay. across. Okay, so the um, the Kraken, they started the season 0-4, um, losing to pretty pedestrian teams. Um, they lost to open the season. They lost to the Golden Knights, which, okay, whatever. But then they lost to the Preds and Blues back-to-back. Wow, they then they lost to the – then. well, I know what the Preds are this year. Okay. And then they lost to the Avalanche. Great, I'll give them that. Then they beat the Hurricanes, but the Hurricanes haven't really had a great opening to their season either. And then they lost to the Rangers. So they haven't really had a very good start to the season. And I thought that they were going to be – 
marginally worse than they were last year. I thought they were going to finish outside the playoffs, but this is like really bad. Losing to the Blues, the Preds, and the Rangers is that's a big deal. It, it is. I mean, well, losing to the Rangers is kind of like the Rangers are a pretty good team, but I don't know. Like the Rangers have had an okay start to the season, but like they're four and two. But I mean, like I've watched those games. It's not like they've been dominant, and the teams that they've beat haven't been great, right? Like they lost to the Preds. I I do get. They also that. lost to the Jackets. Like they're not. They're not a juggernaut, right? They're a middling team. Well, well, again, seven games into the season, sure. But, like, overall, I still think they're a good team, right? And uh, I, I think they will rebound. I actually do have the crack in making the playoffs this year, and I stand by that. I think they can turn this around. The Kraken, we've talked about it before, they're kind of an identity team. And once they find that identity, and that won't always be right at the very beginning of the season... I think once they get it, they'll get hot. I really do believe that. It is not to my best interest to believe that, but I do. Uh, I think they will be one of the teams battling with the Canucks for a playoff spot. Like, come March. I think it'll be... uh, I think they'll be in similar positions, put it that way. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to trying to get my focus back between oh, the whole Pod Colson thing. That's really just uh, that's too bad. I just can't help but think about him right now. That's sad. Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should try to change the uh, tempo a bit. Why don't we uh, see if Alex has any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, well, here's the problem: is Alex is shaking his head because I don't think he has any thoughts. I, I I didn't come prepared, unfortunately. But you never do. So let's let's just come up with a thought as as always. Uh, oh, I'm going to play the thing. Hang on. Thoughts. Thoughts. Thanks. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, I can't wait to see what's rattling around between oh. those headphones over there. Not a whole lot. I was trying to find the video so I could send it to Jake. Um, thought. A thought for this week for something to think about would be... I don't know. I might be stumped on this one. No, you're not going to be stumped. You always have some like. Well, yeah. Usually it's just something that quickly just comes to my brain. Everyone's like, "Why do you eat corn?" Like, I've been on a corn craze lately. I've really enjoyed it. Corn is good. It is. I do like corn. I like corn, not on the cob, more than I like corn on the cob. Oh, you like 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 corn where like your mommy cuts it off the cob for you? No, we just have frozen corn. Frozen corn. That's sad. Why is that sad? You eat it on the cob. No, it's so much more work. No, okay, no, no. Listen to me. You get some corn on the cob. You get like a stick of butter and you roll the cob in the butter. And then you, you have get to some salt on it. How you get diabetes? It. Yeah, I just like having what, what just you a bowl. Get diabetes? Like, no, you just have a side of corn. You take some frozen corn, you throw it in the microwave for however long, and then you have corn. Oh. No, sir. No, you get you get some. <laughs> you mean, you no, get sir, some good old. You thing. get some good old fashioned corn on the cob. You shuck it. Yeah, first, first you have to all. shuck it, shuck which takes corn. a while. Shuck the corn. Then you have shuck to clean up the shuck. Hey, well, not really clean up. Shuck you just put it in the sh- Shut up. Um, <laughs> you just, you just put it in the green bin, whatever. Then you boil it. The, the secret is you put a little bit of sugar in the water. You get like a spoonful or two of sugar. So you're doing sugar and you're doing butter and salt. You're not even putting pepper on it. Alex, no one puts fucking pepper on corn. Are you joking? No. 
I no only put pepper. I don't put salt. Yeah. No. That sounds terrible. Jake. You Jake, only can you put back me up on this. No one's backing you up on that, you and your peppercorns. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, if I'm having this is unhinged. This is unhinged. No, 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 Jake, you're not getting off without giving us something here. What, what do you put? Someone just slaps a nice, beautiful corn on the cob on your plate. What are you doing with it? I'm giving it back to them. You don't eat corn? (laughs) Not on the cob. Yeah, that might be the least surprising thing. This is the worst take you have ever shared with no each corn other. on the cob is overrated it is no. i no. would much rather just have okay. corn all you do when you eat corn on the cob is decob it that's how you eat it ew you're just don't, adding don't steps. say decob <laughs> that's gross <laughs> what you you decrust your pizza <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he does. <laughs> Quit decrusting your pizza. I paid oh for the whole damn God. thing, Jake. Alex, dude, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard you say. That's hilarious. <laughs> decrust your pizza. De- okay, but here's the thing. If you're going to eat, like, loose corn, like, out of it's a... It's not loose corn. It's just corn. No, that's man. that's why you don't I call it corn. You say corn on no. the cob. No, no, that is what do you normal mean? corn. You just said that, that is like standard corn is corn on the cob. No, if it's not that, it's loose corn. Shut up! <laughs> you can't even give a straight face. I'm not joking. What if you had more corn on the cob or corn? Corn <laughs> is corn on the cob, Marcus. What have you had more of? The most frequent way I eat corn is off of a cob. That's bullshit. No, no, it's not. Corn's not even year round, is it? You, at, it is at the grocery <laughs> store. And then you got some whack ass corn. No, I got good ass. It's delicious. Corn's never heard of old canned corn. I can't even imagine, like in the middle of winter in a snowstorm. Mm, I want some corn on the cob. Why not? It stays hot. It's filling. It's no. Good. Just have some corn. Just have I some do. frozen corn. I eat it's it off way, the cob like a normal person. It's way easier to make, and it tastes better, and it doesn't get in your teeth. It does not taste better. That's no, where you're wrong. it doesn't get in your teeth. That's the worst part about corn on the cob. That's is the, the twenty minutes you take after trying to get it out of your teeth. No, okay, well then you need a better toothpick, or you need to learn how to eat corn on the cob. What? No, I know how to eat it. You seem you, like the, you, twi- you you twist it. Do you go across it. or do you go around? Around, like a normal person. No, so didn't you didn't you once say you eat corn on the cob up and down? Up and like that's, around it, like that's weird. I have like no, a you, section. I like I turn. God, you tried to tell me once that you hold it like an ice cream and you literally eat it up and down. <laughs> okay, no, you're, you're thinking that's about funny. someone else. <laughs> no, yeah. I swear to God, that was you. You tried to tell me that you hold the thing up and down and no. you go from the top down to the bottom. Oh yeah, wait, you, that that reminds know. me. Didn't isn't that what you said that you put like half of it in your mouth at once, just chomp down and then peel all the corn <laughs> off as you pull it back out of your mouth? Sucking weed for some free. <laughs> hey, you want to see me decob a corn, you better watch this. <laughs> Jake's getting employee of the month at the corn factory. (laughs) 
God, this guy's so good. <laughs> the other guy's like, yeah, wait till you see what he does after work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Got the, <laughs> the banner in the corn factory. <laughs> the banner. <laughs> uh, a statue of Jake with a giant ball. <laughs> <laughs> Completely naked. <laughs> They're like, we weren't going to make the statue yeah, that good. way, but he requested it. <laughs> Fully erect right. Jake Jude. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I really love corn. It's corn. Okay. Yeah, I love corn. It's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, All right, we got to wrap this up, boys. Yeah, we need yeah. to wrap it up now. Uh, Marcus, where can they find us? Uh, for all serious inquiries, which you must have by now, yeah, uh, you yeah. can find us uh, at our email address at vancouverboyspodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can find us across all social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we think Tyler is still running our account at Vancouver Boys underscore. Uh, I'll check in with him on that, but I think he still uses it to just post his grievances with the world. I'll check what he's doing with that. Um, that is it for episode three of this season. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Trivia. Phil DiGiuseppe. Oh, did he play for Tampa? Hey, so, no. Oh. See, who, who are the two teams that you said, Marcus? Rangers and the Canucks. Okay, that's correct. Okay. So you're missing the first team and the second team that he played for. The first team, which he played for for years, and which is the team that I most associate him with, mm-hmm. and that is the Carolina Hurricanes. No idea. I, I wouldn't have known that either, I don't think. Yeah. And then in 2019, they put him on waivers, and he got picked up by the Nashville Predators. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Dee Giuseppe is a predator. Yep. So yet another predator and Canuck player that that we can put in for the the grid challenge, whatever the hell it's called. You know who I just found out was one of those two is Shane O'Brien. I always forget about that one. Shane O'Brien. He played everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, He's a total suitcase. I think that's the thing about Di Giuseppe too. When you started asking us, like, oh, what teams did he play for? I was like, man, he's one of those guys that I could just see in every jersey in the league. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I guess four teams, that's not really a suitcase, but like, man, he could be one so easily. He looks like a suitcase type player. He does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good trivia. Good job, Jake. All righty, guys. It's been fun, and I will see you next week. Yeah, Yeah. see you next week. Talk to you in a while. (laughs) See you, Jake. All right. All right, bye. Bye.